When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Hardcore Season 2, Episode 2. Mick, we made it to Season 2, Episode 2. I know, I know. And uh, it's pretty crazy because this episode, we're going to chat with uh, Jacob from Oak and Crow again. We're going to talk about the coffee that we're releasing uh, that's going to help suicide prevention. Uh, We also have a surprise guest that jumps on and talks to us, Brian Gray from The Blamed. And uh, those of you who don't know, Jacob was in The Blamed, uh, original guitar player. So we chat about old school punk rock. We talk about nostalgia, stories, crazy stuff. And while we're at it, Jacob gets kicked off every three seconds. Yeah, so we have to, <laughs> so we had him on again. Right, right. Um, this is season two, episode two, the one with nostalgia and brutality. calling this one and i'm wiley willis from chicago illinois with my trusty co-host mick cox from parkersburg west virginia boom boom jumping jumping back into this (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so jacob got kicked off because he was in a storm i guess and he said it was pretty bad right Um, so we're talking to him we're talking to to brian gray from the blame and they're talking about old blame stories because he was on he was on 21, the original guitar player, and he's just getting kicked off like every 10 seconds. So <laughs> Brian is just like, screw it, and just basically just starts talking and telling stories, which it was perfect. Oh, yeah. With yeah. with the situation we were, you know, we were handed, it was perfect. So Brian kind of kept that segment going and told some hilarious stories. I think that's the most Mick and I ever laughed. Yeah. Yeah, I laughed. And I was still recovering from COVID, so I so I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. So yeah. That that is very true. Yeah. Wow, we also chat with the guys from Brutality Coffee and we learn about all the things that they're doing, like all the things. Like they're not just doing coffee, they're doing a ton of awesome stuff. And they got a cr- bunch of crazy future plans. So that was, <laughs> that was a crazy, crazy interview. I thought I was busy. I know <laughs> <laughs> those dudes, those dudes have their hand in everything. It's pretty nuts. So we got, we got coffee review for brutality coffee company. So we got it coming. It's in this episode. That's all I'm going to say. Right, right. Somewhere in the episode, we have the coffee review. And then we're also somewhere in the episode, we're going to do the album review and man, this is some stuff from uh, 2020 and we're not doing one album, not doing two album or EPs. We're doing four EPs in this four. episode. Yeah, they're all short. Yeah, and also let's uh, let's throw out that Brian Gray calls me Glenn in the interview, which is uh, <laughs> which it's my real name. 
not that anyone cares or wants to know, but I'm going to just get into it. I've known right. Brian. I've known Brian for about 20 plus years now. Uh, we lived at an intentional community together. We were in the blamed for a little while together. Uh, we've worked together at the same job. Um, he's recorded some of my bands. Um, but yeah, I was named after my real uh, mom's dad who passed away when I was four. Uh, so that was my grandpa, Glenn. I did not know him that well, but I was raised by my grandpa on my dad's side, which his name was James Wiley. And my great grandpa's name was Wiley. And I always thought that was a badass name when I was a kid. And I still do to this day. And so when I started my Facebook, I just put Wiley um, and everyone in, you know, the music community started calling me Wiley because that was on my Facebook kind of stuck, became my music name, whatever. Good story. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's say, you know what? I kind of have the same story, too, because my real name is Michael. Mm -hmm. My mom did not want to call me Michael because my dad's name is Michael. She did did not want me to be called. She didn't want me to be a junior or anything. So she immediately started calling me Mickey. So I was called Mm -hmm. Mickey for the majority of my young life. Did you like or hate that? I I didn't mind it. But when I became a teenager, I was just, I just shortened it to Mick. Mick, yeah. And so I didn't really know how to write it. And so I remember when, um, and I was a senior in high school and we were working on the demo tape for Zayo. And it was the first time that I wrote M-I-C. And so, oh, really? I, yeah. And so I just kept it that forever since then. And then when anybody has ever, that's all I've ever been known as really since high school is just Mick with no K just to see. And it yeah. kind of freaks people out because they want to call me Mike. I'm like, no, it's, it's Mick, but yeah. it's my fault. I'm the one that did that. <laughs> I just right. thought it looked cool. I looked, I thought it looked cool in the demo. So I was like, so that's how that started. That's how it started. Yep. That's cool. So, yeah. So, all right. So keep listening because we have a great show for you and some great stories about 90s hardcore and punk coming up. That's right. Hold on to your butts and enjoy season two, episode two. Hold on to your butts. So what's up? Nothing. Coffee's up. Coffee and hardcore. Let me get this straight since everything's wacky tobacky in my world. Uh, Cause COVID and episodes morphing together because of everything Mick went through, unfortunately. Um, what are we on now? This is going to be episode two of season two. Yes. Bam. Oh, okay. And we're nice. talking again with Jacob of Oak and Crow Coffee. Right? Right. <laughs> Even though I can see him this time. Um, basically, I always make an outline for this show, for everything I do, even for music, anything. This time I wanted to not do an outline at all. I wanted it to be very, very organic. And I told Jacob this a little bit off, uh, off air, I guess we can say, um, today, because I wanted us to kind of come to the conclusion of how we want to do the suicide prevention coffee kind of like show people how how the vegan sausage is made if you will (laughs) (laughs) um so let's jump into it uh we're doing suicide prevention two different kinds of coffees a medium one dark one yeah talk about that medium a little bit jacob so the medium is basically going to be uh what our road crew blend is which is our flagship blend it's uh typically uh, as long as everything's available, it's 50% uh, 
Peru and 50% Colombian. And uh, it's my favorite. It's pretty banging. Problem is every once in a while, I can't get the uh, Colombia because I won't buy it if it's not organic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got me a couple months ago and I, I was without it for a while. Oh, really? You, yeah. Are you back in stock but, you now? Know, you can, yeah, but the thing is you can sort of match the flavor profile a little bit depending. So you got to taste a couple of coffees, see what works. Uh, our Guatemala was a, a decent substitute, but it wasn't as good, but it was still pretty damn good. Yeah, I would say Road Crew is my favorite for sure. Probably my favorite coffee. Yeah, it's become really hard to uh, have all these other coffee companies and trying all their stuff. And then we, we automatically go back to, well, how does it hold up to Oak and Crow? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of put us in a bad spot. <laughs> Mick, just sent me the out- Mick just sent me the outline today for the episode that we're dropping Monday. Yeah. We're still doing some editing, still moving some stuff around. And it's funny because in that episode that drops uh, whatever, January – um we even use that that measurement we're like okay it's oak and crow good no (laughs) that's become like our measure our coffee measurement (laughs) right it's 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 maxwell house in the in the gutter and then oak and crow clear at the top so it's like where do you measure it (laughs) yeah what's in between where does it go (laughs) but have what's uh so what's one do you think we've tried that's close? I would say Just Coffee is pretty damn good. You uh, said that was up there, right? No, no. I like oh. the, the Bridge City for me was. Oh, that's right. Bridge City. Is, is maybe right underneath. Yeah, I would say Bridge City's a little bit better than Just. I would say it yeah. goes Oak and Crow, Bridge City, Just. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why I did hand motions because no one can see it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys send me links to those? I don't yep. I don't taste a lot of other people's coffee because I'm knee deep in coffee all the time. Sure. Yeah, of course. That's Mick's job, but yeah. He'll yeah, send I can you. do that. I can send it to you. I can <laughs> nice. send it to you. Nice. Yeah. The Bridge City stuff was pretty good. I, I was impressed. But, and then it was after Bridge City was just, and then we had Oak and Crow. And so at one point I had all three in the house. And so it was like, okay, which one of these? And it, Oak and Crow always won. I was, we were very disappointed when we ran out of Oak and Crow. So well, I got to order website. some more. I know that. I know. I got to order some more. <laughs> hey, I've ordered more, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. I've ordered more. My lady got me some for Christmas too in my stocking. I opened up, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Oak and Crow. Yeah, well, we talk Lin- about it a lot. Lindsay and I was just talking today and she said, we've got to get the road crew because we haven't had the road crew yet. We've had the dark. That's my favorite one, man. And You'll so, love it. Yeah. So she's like, we got to get the, we got to get the road crew. And so it's dangerous. When we for- do this, uh, when we get this collab rolling, uh, since you drink the dark anyway, I'll just send you the two different uh, collab versions and then you'll have it. Oh yeah. So let's, t- actually Ooh. let's dive, let's dive into that. Cause <laughs> I've been trying to think of, and I thought it'd be a little, you know, let people know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. Cause we didn't really talk much about this. How are we going to do this? Cause we got, we ordered coffee cups. I think we got like 36 coffee cups that we ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're um, coffee and hardcore coffee cups. But so what happens if someone orders a coffee cup and coffee together? Like what's, what's our plan? How are we going to, how are we going to plan this out? It's uh, a good question. Uh, I like, are we going to have some available too or? Yeah, that's what I figured you guys were going to do. I just sent you a box of it. 
We just have to okay. figure out the numbers. Right. So and how, are we way, gonna, how are we going to figure out those numbers? Like whatever we sell, we send the money your way and keep a percentage for suicide prevention or what are we doing here? I'm glad we're figuring this out live because uh, everybody's <laughs> going to be so confident. Uh, I don't know. We can figure it out. It's not going to be all that hard or uh, I can pay doing now, for yeah. you guys to send me the mugs. <laughs> I can pay for the mugs to come here. And then as people order, because mugs aren't going to get stale, but coffee can get stale and I can just ship everything from here. Yeah. That was another thing is I was going to say is yeah. Coffee could get stale. But dude, we got yeah, 36 it, mugs. That shit's heavy. We, we can make it work. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. Maybe trying to figure out over a podcast. No, we'll make it work. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> People are going to be like, oh, this is boring. I just realized realize I'm misrepresenting the, the podcast. It's coffee and hardcore, and I'm drinking tea and wearing a Get Up Kids hoodie. Oh, you call it Tea and Emo podcast. You're on the wrong podcast, bro. Listen, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a Coke Zero, and I'm wearing an Occupy Mars shirt, so... I'm drinking water out of a Descendants cup, wearing a World Be Free hoodie. So I'm half. I'm part there. You're the only. You're the only one that's true. <laughs> only partially true. Uh, hey, are you allowed to talk about your uh, your little joint effort with Eddie Leeway yet? Uh, not quite yet. We haven't announced it yet. Okay. Well, this but, drops uh, in February. I was actually, so I, don't know. I was gonna, yeah, by the time this comes out, uh, it'll probably be full blast. I'd like to release it by the end of the month. So. Oh, by the end of January? I, yeah. So by the time this airs, people yeah, are yeah. gonna find out. Yeah, this is awesome. That's he sent, that, he sent that to me today and I was, actually, we talked yesterday. Did we talk on the, we did talk on the phone. And he's yeah. like, do you like Leeway by chance? And I'm like, uh, yeah, they're like my favorite band. One of my top five favorite <laughs> bands. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, that's cool. I'm doing a collaboration with Eddie on coffee. I'm like, what? I always got to. Yeah, it was a surprise help. to me too. I always got to help out and support Eddie. He's a good, he's a good guy. He's a good company. Yeah. I've never actually met him, but I've gotten him on the phone a few times and he seems like a, a pretty solid dude. Yeah, check out the Eddie Leeway cards, but well, you know, when you're not working during COVID, you got to sell some shit. You know, he's a pusher. Yeah. Well, I don't mean selling saying. him. I just, I just mean collecting him. Oh, you don't get collecting. I'm him? not much of a collector. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you collect records, right? No, you don't. I have some records, but I, I don't collect. No. Ugh. Next on the Coffee and Hardcore podcast. No, no here, here's, here's the thing. I'm always moving around, so I don't really have, like, it, it's inconvenient for me to sit in front of something. Because when I'm listening to music, I'm either out on a long bike ride, like doing like 30 miles or something like that, or I'm roasting coffee, or I'm, you know, at, at the co-op working. And uh, so I'm always moving around. Yeah, So it's just easier sense. for me to listen to things digitally. Uh-oh. We got a special guest on. <laughs> Do you know who it is? It says Bry with a Y. Spe special <laughs> guest on Coffee and Hardcore. <laughs> Connecting the audio. 
I see it. Uh, there we go. Did it work? It worked. What's up, Brian Gray? Hey. Hey. Welcome to the podcast, Brian Gray. What's going on? Brian Gray of for you for those listeners who don't know of of uh, the satire and the blamed and left out and rocks and pink cement and, and a thousand cement. other other projects. <laughs> he Jacob was in Landrow and the Funky Bunch. He what you were in? Uh, <laughs> you were in Living Sacrifice for a hot minute. Like literally one hot minute, and that was yeah. It. Well, I, I saw you at the show though. That's true. How about um, how about we're we're leaving a few out six feet deep, six feet deep. I did that once, <laughs> <laughs> and the very first time I ever met Brian was he was playing for Mortal, and it was in Columbus, Ohio, at the uh, King, King's Place or something, right? Yes, the King's Place. <laughs> that was a weird venue. Let's just put it that way. It was yes. <laughs> And there was another band. Well, I'm sure. Oh, Bally Dolls, you played a couple shows with, right? There's, yeah, it's not worth going through the list. I mean, this is. A, <laughs> we'll be here all night. <laughs> this is supposed to be a Crokinoe interview, I thought. So. Would you say Crokinoe? Yeah, isn't that what it is? Copy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, no, you had Jacob on before, and he was talking about blame stories and so mick and i thought it'd be neat to surprise jacob with the good old brian gray except for it there we go i didn't know i wasn't on <laughs> but, <laughs> nice. but, he, but you texted me technology's winning i'm like oh that wasn't a smooth uh surprise but that's all right you're here <laughs> that's all that matters well because you the way you not dogging you out the way you sent the link through facebook messenger just you know normally i get them through email so oh, it just so should have emailed it you're fine it just railroaded everything i was like why is this taking forever and just randomly my computer was like we're not gonna let you log into facebook and i was like okay of course yeah hey, Brian, if it makes you feel better he did it to me too he sent it to instagram instead of emailing yeah. it to me <laughs> i recorded his band once so i'm aware of his technological challenges but um, <laughs> at this point he's huh? got a podcast so he's doing way better than i ever thought he could so well that's because i got mick <laughs> yeah that free tech support comes in handy every now and then yeah i just do this do that yanka 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 yes yes <laughs> hey mick change this around yeah let's flip the whole thing around let's do this <laughs> he knows. he'll learn oh I lost he'll, you he'll guys. You'll do three more episodes with me and then cancel. What? Yeah. What did you say, Jacob? I lost you guys. You there Uh-oh. still? Hold on. We hear you. I think. He's got this that is... up, upstate uh, Wi-Fi, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be interesting. He said the storm's coming through there. Oh, I bet. It is winter. We can see you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. We can see you. We made fun of your internet while you were away. You missed it. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. <laughs> so what's up, guys? We want you guys to tell us some stories. Mm. You said you could talk about it for hours, Jacob. Oh, man. But now I got a fact checker here. 
Yeah. Huh? You tell a story, and I'll pull out the red flag or something. <laughs> All right. True or false? We lived in an apartment in Huntington Beach full of dirt bags, and you and I shared a walk-in closet as a bedroom. True. <laughs> you got to name those dirt bags, though. You told me, and all those dirt bags are pretty awesome. It was the infamous well, was house. Eric and Eric Churchill and Mark Solomon. Um. Oh, what's his neck? The uh, the original That's singer from Unashamed, Dave. David Lordson. Is that his name? Yeah, the wow. dude that would throw firecrackers in the shower while you were in there. Yeah. He would <laughs> ride his uh, laundry basket down the stairs. Guy was a maniac. We had I've a done neighbor, that before. <laughs> we had a neighbor downstairs who had like a, a prosthetic leg. I don't know how to say that. And then if we were too loud, he would hit the roof with his leg. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard, I haven't heard David's name. Probably, it's probably been over 20, 20 years, maybe 25 yeah. years. I completely forgot. And you him said and his it, name, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, him and Eric visited Jesus people once. Uh, Eric Reader? Churchill, um, oh. the original blame bassist. Uh, well, I mean, not original, one of the originals. The, um, <laughs> the third original one. Yeah, he kind of was the third, I think, literally. And then, um, they came by and visited Jesus people once, and that was the last time I saw them. So that was like before my kid was born, maybe. So like over wow. twenty years ago. Wow, wow. Wait, your kid's twenty? Nineteen, but Ugh, same thing. Holy cow, man! Yeah, time flies. I remember him when he was a baby. Yeah, Mick's got those little ones now, and he's. I keep wondering when his daughter's going to get married. You know, so. <laughs> Listen, I'm. Oh, I'm. They're keeping that. me young. They're keeping me young. So. Well, like uh, Jeff from Squad 5.0, his daughter just got married over the weekend. And I remember my son being four months old, going on tour with Squad. And we met up in Savannah, their home down. And she was all excited to, to like, dote over my little four-month-year-old. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man, time just zips by, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, but then you get into, like, me and Jake. Like, um, him and I'll text online once a year. And it's, but it's like, we didn't miss a day. You know what I mean? Like I follow him online. I'm still friends with his mom on Facebook. And so it's. Yeah. We talked about your mom and dad, the last podcast. I don't know Jake, if you heard it or not. Jake's or mine. Yours. Jacob talked about your mom and dad. That's how he, he met was, you was, was through your dad. Yeah. I listened to the podcast. He, yeah. um, yeah, my, I told my folks I was doing this course. They're like, Tell tell JK, you know, I'm like, well, you can listen to the episode, and they're like, no, it's a podcast. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, since since they won't listen, tell them I said hi. I will. <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, they don't get it. They're funny. <clears throat> I barely get it, so I get it. Yeah, you're. Does that makes sense. The, yeah, you're in the same boat as they are. But, yeah. Well, it's funny because my dad. He has a small, I don't even know if Jake knows this. He has a small Pro Tools studio. My dad lives up in the mountains of Northern Cal. Your dad? He, um, yeah. And he was like, he had to kind of go to early retirement. At the time, I was working for a boutique audio company. So I just built him a Pro Tools rig to keep him from losing his mind. But so now, like, he'll message me every now and then. It'll be like, dude, I recorded this chick. Her parents traded me a 
a bunch of farm eggs for me to do vocals on a Christmas song for her <laughs> uncle or something. Like, Christmas song for her uncle. I'm always like, dad's living the dream. So, <laughs> and just so you know, Jake, my dad is no different than when you remember him. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> He's I like, still a dying child. Jacob, I like watching you on the screen because your face just got stuck like this. <laughs> that was <great. laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, we we won't release the video. <laughs> this is more for our Why? the video is more for our entertainment. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. But we'll so see like, when it comes uh, back to bite me in 10 years. I think Jake told you on his last episode, but um you know when him and I moved into that apartment together was we did the 21 record in 21 hours. We what year was it. that? 94 93 well it released in 94 but i think it was originally officially recorded in 93 okay then um but it was the date of the earthquake we came home from the studio and the earthquake happened like a couple hours later i was i barely the one in southern california the the ventura one right yep it threw me out of bed that's all i remember i was in they were like here we have a bed for you and i laid down and next thing i remember i hit the floor because the earthquake threw me out. And then one of my funny roommates I'd barely met was running through the house with a switchblade saying, let's go looting. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> let's go looting. I remember uh, Eric Churchill, he was a really deep, weird sleeper. And he his eyes just opened up and he got out of bed and like ran in a circle around the room and then got back <laughs> in bed and fell asleep. I remember that too. In his under his tidy whities <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh, he would actually wake up in later months and come in the room in his tidy whities and start speaking in german but be completely asleep and he'd, you know, like he'd have company over and just look over at him and wait for him to go back to bed so. <laughs> oh gosh that's so good uh god I, I, it's hard to say which stories to tell with me and jake because i mean i know like the uh let's see this one you probably it's bits rated r but you, let's put it this way you, you couldn't drink out of the uh or you knew not to drink out of the amadeus mug at our apartment was that the p mug no it was the um, think of what mug that was it was the disinfected mug so it was <laughs> i don't know what kind of gg allen story he's trying to tell no it was funny jake was the terminator and every now and then you had to make sure that stuff didn't get infected. So you would use a mug with. Some oh, kind of... right. <laughs> Bing pot. Oh, a mug with what? <laughs> Why am I not following uh, this? I, I used to have a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but three below the belt piercings. Mm-hmm. And I would have to soak them in a mug of salt to keep it uh, from getting infected, at, gotcha. you know, when they were freshly pierced. Yeah, yeah. Like if he beat standing up, it was like a old school oh. sprinkler head. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So I just remember so I we, had get these, we had the Amadeus mug, and when anybody would come over, they'd be like, "You got something to drink?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, don't use that one. Um, don't, use don't, don't, don't touch that. One. <laughs> don't touch that one." Oh god. Uh, so you so you use that mug, that one mug every single time to disinfect your 
downstairs piercings. I don't remember that. It's, I don't remember any of that, but uh, I'll take Brian's word for it. He probably only <laughs> let me use that mug. Well, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think the thing was Jake's clean besides, you know, you would think, but so I think he washed that mug regularly because it was the disinfectant mug. So, right. Yeah. You would hope you, yeah. If you're, if you want it clean, you should probably clean it too. Like nowadays, you just what use Clorox wipes. I don't know. But if back then it was the mug. So. I, I have no piercings anymore except for my ears. Yeah. Um, let's see. I can remember I'm trying to think of good stories with Jake and my dad. Yes. Do you remember? Because those are the best. Um, <laughs> I think the he one time it was. He, uh, go ahead. I want to hear your version of the uh, story. Was, we're probably not telling the same story, but there was one time when I stayed over at your house and he thought I was getting fresh with your sister, which was completely <laughs> not the case. And he fell uh, the next in her morning. Bed. That was why. Yeah. He fell asleep in her bed. They were watching TV. They yeah. were. My yeah, sister. It was completely know. innocent. But, you know, I, I'm, I go in the kitchen in the morning, Michael's making breakfast and he just gives me this look and he like smashes an egg. And I forgot, he said something to me and he smashed it. And I was like, it's not like that. I think he said, if you get my daughter pregnant. Yeah. He made a point. It was pretty funny though. (laughs) He said, if you get my daughter pregnant, I'll smash you like this egg. Pretty much. But but my dad loved, my parents loved Jake. So they were always just like. Uh, you they know, were awesome I, folks. Yeah, I have pretty chill parents, so they were like, they just they just thought like, oh, what's Jake doing now? You know, that's always been like my. They ask me about you all the time. What's Jake doing? I'm like, well, last time I read on Facebook, he's got like three guitar amps that are on fire. I don't know. He's trying to find <laughs> one that works. <laughs> oh, so since your dad's not going to listen to this, I don't mind saying this, but uh, when uh. I think it was before we were going to go out with mortal when you hooked me up with that gig and uh, I needed new guitars. So I went down looking at the guitar shop where your dad worked, forgot what it was called. And uh, I found a couple BC riches that I wanted and you and I were talking and you said, okay, here. Oh, did we lose him? Oh no. <laughs> he froze. <laughs> he froze. Let's get to the good part. Oh no. Oh, we got double Brian. Oh no! Oh no! He pulled Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze, on us. There we go. Okay, where'd Brian go? I'm He's still on. here. Oh, there we go. Okay, my we just can't see older. you anymore, which is fine. It's tell me my connection is unstable. I'm taking that personally. Yeah, <laughs> it, it might not be lying. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Uh, I was talking to Brian about the guitars and he's like, here's the deal. This is what they pay because they wanted $750 each for him and then like another $100 for the case. Whoa. So Brian's like, here, this is what they pay for him. They throw the cases in for free. Offer him cash, offer him $600 total. Tell him you want the cases and throw in some cords. And I was like, there's no way. So I go <laughs> in and... uh who is that other old cranky dude that worked there? So this is Brian's dad's shop, right? No, my dad just worked there oh, for okay. a season. Yeah. <laughs> there the was some other guy that was a nut. <laughs> that it might have been that dude. And uh so I made the offer and I think he had a couple choice words for me. 
I put my money back in my pocket and I started to walk out and he's like, okay, hold on, hold on. And I think he talked me up like another hundred bucks or something like that. But then I left with, you know, like $1,500 retail worth of gear for like six, 700 bucks. Wow. So he was right. Sort of. And one of them was a lime green BC rich. And (laughs) I used to play it sometimes when uh, I didn't have a guitar after Jake had left the band and Jason Martin from Starflyer nicknamed it the KX-1000 like it was a Kawasaki Crocodile because <laughs> that's what it looked like. That's pretty bad. I still had it up until a couple of years ago. I uh, I left it with somebody who needed a guitar to play, and then I saw them a couple of years later, and they said, oh, you wanted that back? I, I sold that thing for like 75 bucks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that sucks. Dang. It's yeah, like a, the, there's promo pictures of me for the 21 record and I'm playing that guitar. <laughs> but you can't see the color though, right? Because those are black and white. I think so. Yeah. It's not any of the ones in the album. It was after we were touring and right before Jeremy joined the, for the free open. So. Yeah, I think uh, I don't, for some reason, I don't have a copy of that CD, but I think I'm playing it on the back, but it's a black and white picture. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm playing my and strat that my dad gave me. So. So how did you guys um, hook up musically? Well, I know the story about your dad um, telling, oh, did he leave us again? Oh, no, he completely disappeared. Well, I know the story oh, of, he's, I know the story of Brian's dad talking to Jacob, but like, how did you guys end up doing the 21 record together? Like, how did that work out? Well, because I was immortal at the time that I signed the 21 record. Cause it, well, that was the first Blame album, too, so. Yeah, well, so what it is is um, trying to make sure I got my story time order right. Brandon Ebel used to work for Frontline Records. Mortal was on Frontline Intense Records. So I knew Brandon pre tooth and nail. Mm. But that whole scene was, like, super integrated. So when I was, my very first two shows with Mortal, the guitar player for Mortal was Rob Walker from Wish for Eden. He was the original Mortal guitar player. Or and that was the first band on Tooth and Nail, right? No, not oh. Mortal was on Tooth and Nail. They no, were- no, the Eden band. Eden. Yes, Wish yeah. for Eden was. Yes, so I would go down and I would stay with with the Wish for Eden guys, and then at one point I remember Brandon courting Wish for Eden, and there's like this thing you can read about online where Mike Knott had to meet with Wish for Eden. That's all true. So most people back in the day thought Mike Knob was tooth and nail, but it really was just he was a front man because Brandon didn't want to get sued by Frontline for like conflict of interest maybe or something like that. Yeah. So, so the um, so anyways, fast forward, uh, Rob, we called him Strobe. Strobe quit playing with which uh, Mortal pursued Wish Frieden. Mortal had. Um, seen me play with my original funk punk band rocks and pink cement and that's how i got the mortal gig was they were like man you had great stage presence you know they were doing the whole industrial thing nine inch nails always had punk guys in the band same with ministry so they were like do you want to play for us but i didn't think i was good enough i didn't i actually tried was this guitar or bass bass I tried bass is my first instrument by the way i'm not even really a guitar player i just hate most guitar players 
<laughs> so I get stuck on, on guitar. But um, but uh, yeah. So I joined Mortal on bass. I tried not to to play. I just wanted to be the roadie because I was really insecure about my uh, my playing. And then Jake and I had already done the Blamed at this point as my punk rock side project to Rocks and Pink Cement was getting its own momentum. Like we had toured up to Seattle and played with this infamous Scattered Few show. That's how Tooth and Nail launched a little bit because Brandon Ebel was at that show. Billy Power was at that show. Mikey Bridges was at that show. Alan McGuire was there, of course. I was there with Rocks and Pink Cement. And we were all in the same place at one time pre all this stuff but it was a big snowball for getting all that stuff going brandon might have still just been a dj at his college radio station for all i know so not to go too far i mean i could keep going back but then <laughs> i had my own side band called the blamed with jake and by uh, the original bassist mark my friend justin who was in rocks and pink cement and the drummer named adam um yeah and then uh Wait, at this drummer was in the blamed originally yes and okay. then he, um we were uh brox and beats have been at its own trajectory in the christian scene because we were kind of in the vibe of the chili peppers jane's addiction you have to imagine we're talking early 90s here um but we were like those bands but like but we had punk rock to us we had a double bass metal drummer so it had some of that primus influence and then um what do you call it? Um, I joined Mortal. They wanted to get a guitar player. We got Justin from the Blamed and Rocks and Binks meant to play guitar. They liked Jake. They wanted Jake to play guitar. The Crucified broke up. They got rid of both Jake and Justin and got Jeff Ballou to play guitar. That's long mm. story short. Like the show Vic was at, we had King's Place. And then I is that when you got Jim? Jim, uh, well, Jim and I played on the Mortal EP together. The Mortal Live EP. Oh, was, so that's how you met Jim. I, I kind of knew Jim, but as a fan, my <clears> second <throat> Mortal show ever was, he always had rotating drummers. So my first Mortal show I ever played was with Matt at the World. And it was Matt at the World and Mortal. And Johnny Vasquez from Vengeance played drums for us. My <laughs> second Mortal show was New Year's Eve. And it was with Rob Walker, by the way, both these. It was me, Rob Walker, Gyro Jerome, and Jim played drums for that show. Then the next thing was two weeks later, a week later, we were going on tour, opening for the Crucified with a whole new lineup. It was me and Justin from the Blamed Rocks Pink Cement. They hired a different drummer, Brian Poindexter. And we went out, fast forward, we recorded the live EP, Crucified breaks up. I had established a relationship with Jim. Uh, we weren't even talking about Tooth and Nail yet at that point. Um, I toured for like a year with Mortal. Then Brandon signed, Doug did his own label. Him and I were talking, let's do The Blamed. We'll sell it in Mortal shows for distribution because he didn't have distribution yet. And it was going to be a side project for me being immortal. Gyro and Jerome were cool with me selling it. Um, bit the table. Then, uh, So that was kind of how... The Blame then went signed Tooth and Nail. I called Jake because Jake and I wrote those songs. The original bassist, Mark, couldn't or didn't want to do it. I don't really remember the story. And then, uh, I mean, that's all I can think of. Uh, there, so, there's another, there's a, a slight hitch in the timeline. 
because we, uh, sorry, everybody's freezing up on me. Uh, I played on that mortal EP too. Yes. And I think that that was around the same time. You play guitar on that? Yeah. Yes. Also the, wait a second. So the mortal live album that they put out, Jake, you were on it too. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. I had, I had no idea. That's amazing. Cause that's what I'm like. I think we played a show. I think it was opening for the crucified and, uh, they were broke I, up by the I time about, joined. I about pooped my pants because uh, Jeff Ballou is my guitar tech. <laughs> like my guitar would go out of tune and he'd tell me to just lift my arms up and he'd take my guitar off, put another one on me and tune it. And it made me sweat a little bit. <laughs> so, but Brian, you said they were broken up by then. Was it a different band that he was in? Uh, I don't know. I thought they were broke up by then. We, Jake played a show at Club Post Nuclear in uh wherever southern cal i want to say that Lagoon one where Beach. i did a stage flip with the uh kawasaki yeah and then um jake and i played together at six flags great america up by my my house or our house in northern california and I, that's all i can remember but did you play did you play uh, knott's berry farm with us i think he's gone Oh, he's coming back. His internet keeps cutting in and out. But yeah, playing the theme parks was weird. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> we, we played Smurf Village at that one, uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Did you play the Knott's show? I was just asking that. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah it was Smurf Village. Sorry, I keep getting kicked off the uh, call. Yeah, I mean, sorry about that. I knew you played Six Flags up by Northern Cal. And I couldn't remember past that. I actually didn't like how the, it was weird when Jake left Mortal, I was, I was pissed. I kind of pitched a fit to the Mortal guys because he was my friend, but they, I mean, they ultimately went with Jeff Ballou, which. What do you mean when they left? So did you kind of get kicked out a little bit? Replaced. Replaced. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. We got this opportunity to have this badass guitar player. That's well known. (laughs) Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> so that's kind of how that yeah, went down. The same thing. What's that? He said he would have done the same thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and of course, I got to play with, I got to tour Jeff for the better part of a year, which was fun. Um, Mick, when you went to the King's Place, that was with Justin, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. All I remember about that was um, who came to the show. Maybe it was our friend Allie. Um, Sally, who does that band Black Swift? Okay, she's yeah. guested on a few blame things we've done. Um, she was a young kid then, and friends with the Mortal People. Remember on Fathom, they had that um, that song that was the answering machine message with all the yeah. Out. Allie was one of those. Well, she came to the show, and we were going to a hotel. And I remember it was interesting because they were so strict there, and it was like, I mean, I grew up in fundamental. My my Christianity was, and I didn't grow up that right. way. But I meant, right. once I got saved, I got saved in the Nazarene Church, and they were really strict. Couldn't go to movies or dances. But I remember um, Allie came to that show, and she had this rad car. Dad made it was a, a Yugo, but it had the steering wheel on both sides for fun. So <laughs> Allie was like, we were driving to the hotel. Was and it functional like, on both sides? No, no. The other side was just oh. decorative. 
And then um, she's like, you could ride with me if you want. And I was going to jump in the car. I remember the mortal guys were like, dude, if the Kings place people see you get in a car with a girl, <laughs> like we'll never be allowed to play there again. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. crazy. So we couldn't ride together to the hotel. Then we got to the, I think we went to Denny's and we, we basically had to tell Allie like, all right, see ya. You can't go with us. We're past here. That's we're crazy. Here. Oh yeah. Yeah. We King's place was nuts. We don't want to get busted by the pastor. You know, so. <laughs> it's, sorry, uh, I keep, sorry. I keep arching. Anyway. What's that? <laughs> That I don't recommend getting in a car with Brian anyway. <laughs> yeah. Brian and I got was, pulled uh, over by the police last time I was in the car with Brian. My only there car was a time we were in. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, in Ohio getting ready to do the. I think we were rehearsing for the Left Out album, and we went to the to go get guitar strings. And on the way back, it was a really snowy day, and we're coming around this bend, not even going that fast, but lost all traction. Brian was driving, and there was a truck coming right at us, and neither of us could turn. And Brian just looks at me in slow motion and says, we're going to die. And then, boom, head on. Oh, no way. Dang. Head on for real? Really hurt. I think you yeah. got an egg on your head, but I don't think anybody got really, really hurt. No, my car got hurt. It totaled my car. And when, the cops, when the cops came, they like gave me the what for because they were like, well, you lost control of the vehicle. I was like, man, I was at a complete stop in the other lane. <laughs> That guy's the one that couldn't stop his car. <laughs> and the cop didn't care. So back to less crazy things. Uh, have you all seen that uh, Sally on the German-American Idol singing Love Cats? No. I don't no. know what language you just spoke. The um, That girl, Dally Sally, she um, went, she, lives in, she moved to Germany, eventually got married, um, and still has a music career in Germany and she was on the voice that TV show in Germany. Oh, she didn't voice, win, right. but okay. she went, she went very far in the voice in Germany. Gotcha. Thanks for clarifying. Cause all I heard was want, 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 want yeah. that show. <laughs> I felt, well, we all I felt like I was in Charlie Brown. Yeah. We all stay in touch. Cause she's old school. Like she used to play with the blame back at Cornerstone back in the nineties. And of course, She's a very young, pretty girl, but she was always like my sister. So I did, we were never had that problem going on, but like Jason Martin was always like, <laughs> you know, Jason Martin. So the, um, well, wait, wait, that back it up. Felt? What's that? Was it her that had the, the helmet kind of band called Felt? I don't think she ever named it. Jason Martin nicknamed it uh, Juliana Helmet after Juliana Hatfield or something. And so we used to call it that. And I don't even know if you know this, Jake. She would show up at shows all the time and just show up and play with the blamed. So we'd be on stage really? and and Allie would come up and play that song. She wrote it with with Jerome from Mortal, demoed yeah. it and everything in their studio. And then yeah, she would get on. That was kind of their start. She was doing YWAM at That's the awesome. time. And we yeah, so my whole music career, we would play the Juliana Helmet song at Cornerstone all the time because it was like Oh, Allie's here. Yeah, we're going to do that. And I think actually what was ironic was back then, I mean, this just sounds so name droppy, but Johnny was drumming for us from Vengeance. And to make it easy, we always had Jason Martin play drums on that song just because he wanted to flirt with Allie. So he would come up and... Uh, Is he a good drummer? Oh, Jason's amazing. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he was a drummer originally. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Did what? Did he? He so he played drums in bands. Well, like so, the original. You're gonna make me go there. The original band that that Rocks and Pink Cement opened for with the Martin Brothers was called Morell's Forest. Yeah. And it was, but it's not the Tooth and Nail Morell's Forest. Oh, right. right. So uh, I opened it. Then I don't know. Yes. And Jason was on drums. uh, Ronnie was on guitar and vocals. And it was like a spacey cure vibe. They were going to sign to Narrowpath Records, who put out the first Crucified record. And and that's how I met those guys. And that's how I got my stage name, Hob Rocks, with Joy Electric, was (laughs) (laughs) that one concert. Because the Martin Brothers did Rainbow Rider too. Just Ronnie did. They was only it, did, was it just Ronnie? Okay. They did. They did. To be sure, right? They did Dance House Children together. Dance House Children. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, remember that came out on blonde vinyl back in the day. Gosh, yes. Did you say I blonde mean, vinyl? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mick and I go way back in the Christian music. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we both. I got enough to ask him if he loved Breakfast with Amy. I already know better. Oh yeah. That was just you know those were. Yep. There was a there's a timestamp of pre tooth and nail that blonde vinyl really was the edge in the scene. Like oh yeah, you, like Frontline was putting out bad metal and mortal, <laughs> yeah. and then the blonde vinyl was putting out fluffy and breakfast with Amy and dance house children and I mean just a ton of cool bands. Oh yeah. Gosh, I sometimes I wish I was like, man, I'm, some of that stuff. I even had that on cassette and vinyl, and I lost it all. I don't really? even know where it is. Oh yeah, and now it's all gone. Yep. My first, the first year that I went to Cornerstone, um, I'm pretty sure Dance House Children. I think they were kind of like not a thing anymore, but they did a special thing in a tent. Like they had this wee little tent, and like Prodigal Sons and a couple other groups were there, and I'm pretty sure that dance house children showed up and did at least one song. Cause I was like flipping out. Like, are you kidding me right now? What? Do, um, do you remember <laughs> when Cornerstone did their first rave? Yeah. Because oh, my tent gosh. was right outside the, my <laughs> tent was right outside the tent where they had the rave. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? It was only funny to me because, cause I had been touring the country and people were like, you're dealing with like hee-haw folks. No offense to any hee-haws, but, um, <laughs> I remember being on I remember being on that tour and people being like, dude, y'all gonna go to the rave at Cornerstone? And Mortal had a side dance project called Gyrodelics. Yep. And they booked Gyrodelics to play the rave. And I remember Gyro and Jerome being like, Hey, we need people on the stage. So when we do Gyrodelics, we just need you to jump up and down and hey, oh, yeah. And so I had to go be one of those people. Hey, I remember oh, yeah. it was like <laughs> It was like a drum pad next to me and I would hit it. And I remember some Christian dance guy coming and yelling at me and I was like, kick me out the stage. I don't even want to be here. The, um, <laughs> I just remember like, I remember all the folks we would meet on tour being like so pumped about this rave. I remember the singer of, now again, Mick, well, this goes back to the me and Mick days. Um, the singer of Clay, you remember that band? Oh my God, yes. He came yes. to me and he was like, this is back before he was cool and SS Bounty Hunter and stuff. I mean, he was cool in clay, but he came to me and he was like, dude, I took all my Star Wars toys and I glued them in a mohawk on a motorcycle helmet. And I'm wearing it to the rave so I can just, but you have to imagine as corny as it sounds in the nineties, it was very subculture. So you would read like a small blurb about it in uh, like Rolling Stone, but it was never, you know, we're talking for YouTube 
they yeah. couldn't really report on these. There was like the occasional news story telling how everybody was doing drugs at him, but there was really, it didn't get a lot of promotion. So when Cornerstone does one, all these, all these folks don't even know what it is. So they're just like, <laughs> they're pumped and hyped to just go dance. Yeah. And they're, I mean, not being cliche, a lot of folks were hyped to go dance for the Lord for four hours at the last <laughs> night of Cornerstone and sweat their butts off. And it was just the funniest thing ever. I remember just cracking up at this Cornerstone rave stage. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah. Th- and I couldn't believe how many people were there and they stayed the entire time. Like it was, was nothing they'd ever seen or had before. It was nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. So, okay. So the time, this I think it was when the Jake interview and I keep hijacking. <laughs> well, because, th- well, this will be for both of you he because getting kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Zoom keeps hijacking him. Because if I'm not mistaken, the 21 album came out and then at Cornerstone, the blame played that barn. Yes. At Cornerstone. Yep. Uh, now, was that, was Jake, were you at that one or no? I don't think, I think so. You asked I don't remember that. playing in a barn. Oh. You asked him that last episode. I did. I, I did ask him that last, the last episode. <laughs> it's okay, Nick. You can ask questions a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, um, no, Jake can play. Here, Jake has this thing he's really good at. He would play with the band, and once the CD came out, he would stop playing with the band. <laughs> <laughs> I told I'm you the last at- time we did this how unstable I was with uh, Unreliable when it came to bands. <laughs> I don't think I'm not even going to try and lie about it. <laughs> Actually, the um, only one that Jake didn't do that with was the left out Bright Gills record. He played with that past the CD coming out because the CD release was a joke. But other than that, it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, is the Pride Kills, is that the one that Jesse Smith played drums on or was that a different? Was it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I've, uh, the, the, that's the one that has Saturday Night on it, right? That only came out on a comp. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was we recorded recorded it at at that time. I absolutely we we did a couple other covers too. Yes. Yeah. That cover song is hilarious. I love it. What's that? Did we we did a chatterbox cover too, right? And minor threat. It was a minor threat cover. I mean, let's be honest, it's a monkey song. The, uh, it's a monkey song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had to be the butthole that did that. But um, we did the the monkey song, the chatterbox song, the circle of dust song, and the Bay City Rollers. That's awesome. Yeah. It's all actually on the blameband.com for free. If you try hard, you can find it. Um, as a digital download, <laughs> no joke. But the um, if I could get my act together, I'd release it on a seven inch. But I'm well, that, busy up to my neck in coffee. That's how it was supposed to originally come out was the uh, Flying Dart wanted to put it out as a seven inch. And um, it was originally called Greatest Hits because it was none of our songs. And then um, it never happened. I like I actually found Keith, who did the Six Feet Deep record that year and the Left Out record artwork. And I have friends on Facebook and he sent me these messed up old files and it had the original greatest hits artwork so uh, when we put it on the blameband.com i was able to upload the original cover from whatever that 96 yeah you're talking about keith Kanye. yes yep 
Yeah, Keith and I just kind of reconnected in the last year or so because he did the original All Else Failed artwork. I thought he did that for Matt. Yeah. He was Matt's guy. Yep, that, yep. That's how I got connected with him too was through Matt. Yeah, he's still book. doing he's still doing graphic stuff, man. He does good stuff. Yeah, he's got a cool beard. It's not as yeah. cool as yours, but he's... <laughs> he but does yeah. have a cool beard, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and poor Keith on my end because he, he did design the Pride Kills cover and I loved what he did with it, and it got completely censored and never came out. <laughs> really? I mean, oh, there was some like releases that we had, maybe fifty or sixty of them that the the label had manufactured and gave us to sell at a festival or a show or something. But they're pretty limited. Who has like? Which I think label they, censored that? It was like distribution, I think. Uh-huh. Um, it was the well, building, right? It had a building being blown apart by a windstorm. We didn't pick it for any controversial reasons. It was before uh, terrorist industrial landscaping had become a thing. So when we put ours out, it was just this cool. Um, it was just this cool artwork of like a building with wind. It was black and white. It had like energy to it. You know, like we're trying to be this energetic punk band. It kind of fit the vibe, and then. Uh, that same year was the year of the Atlanta bombing right around when that happened. So they censored it and said it can't come out because of the bombing. Wow. So I'm pretty sure my mom has a copy of it. Yeah. Your mom does. And my sister does, I think maybe my dad. So that's probably, that would probably be Diamante that, that, uh, that censored I, it. I, I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Jake, yeah. a funny story was, do you remember we made those uh, pride kills t-shirts um, yeah, the black and white ones yeah or yeah so my dad had one and i took my son out like two years ago to visit my dad and see his place in the mountains and my dad pulled out and showed it to my son and uh, his name's elliot and elliot goes dude this shirt is so vintage and my dad was like do you want it he goes yeah so my son wears this shirt all the time and he talks about not that it's his dad's band but how vintage it is <laughs> that's awesome it is i love it it makes Man. me laugh <laughs> so i don't know if brian remembers this and i don't even know a year it was. when was the blames last show at cornerstone with matt sweeto 2000 2000 it would have been like maybe a one, one. might have been 2000, a one. 2001 or 2002 yeah. I remember I remember I did night security um at Cornerstone and then I had and then I went and slept in the tent, like the not the tent, sorry, the trailer, you know, that all the security people do. I think Ron Brown was like head of it that year or something. Yeah. And so I was like, yo, Ron, when the blame goes on, wake me up. And he goes, Well, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know what I'm gonna know. So go tell go ask somebody else. So I remember I went and found you. I'm like, Brian, this is the blame's last show. Make sure you wake me up. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, cool. And I remember I woke, I got up because I heard you guys playing and I ran to the tent because it was kind of by the Yeah, we were at the underground stage, I think. Yeah, it was by the trailer, right? So I run over there and Sweet is like, This is our last song, and I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> and so you you guys play one song and then you're done and i remember everyone's like clapping and then i'm like what the heck i just got here 
And he's like, okay, we're going to play one more song for this guy. (laughs) 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 And then you guys played a song. I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty. Remember that? Uh, I remember thinking like when you asked me going like, man, Good thing I don't have a bunch of other stuff to take care of. I'll make sure I come with you up. Uh, yeah. Well, you didn't do it, so. Yeah. I'm only running an encore stage and making yeah. sure my band's last concert happens. And, yeah. And that year was weird because Steve Albini's girlfriend was there filming a documentary. So I was up to my ears and helping her as well. I was a behind I, the scenes. I saw that documentary. That didn't, co- didn't come out for a while, though, afterwards, right? Uh, well, I saw it in the movie theater right after it came out at a film festival. What was it? It's called Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music? It's actually a horrible name. But um, well, it's, it's on YouTube. Title, right? Yeah. It's on YouTube, Jake, if you ever want to see it. It's, it's really interesting because it's a documentary on Christian music from the perspective of atheists. Huh. So you'd like it, Never heard of saying. it. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not even going there. I just. Well, it was very interesting because it's it's kind of authentic. So at one point, like she's she was really immersed in some of the music culture. So she's interviewing a guy who's a writer out of L.A. and he's talking about the ska scene and how he went to a Supertone show, and they're gonna the Supertones are about to give it put what's called an altar call. I don't know how much your fans know all this uh, the dialogue. <laughs> so they're gonna go up and invite people to accept Jesus in their heart. And the, this guy, she's interviewing this guy, and he's like a writer for a magazine. He's like, man, I mean, I'm feeling the music. I'm feeling the emotion. He goes, and I know right then I'm either going to stay in this room and accept Jesus in my heart, or I'm going to go outside and have a cigarette. And he goes, I went outside and had a cigarette. But, <laughs> but it was just it was an interesting documentary because it's just telling the story of these people's real experience with the music yeah. scene. So it was really nice. And of course, what's ironic, and you'll get this, was during the that last season of The Blamed, my band guys were they were they were like too cool for school. This is like when the, the tooth and nail season? was take, yeah the, the tooth and nail thing was taken off in the emo scene, so everybody's trying to be cool. So she came and said, "Can I interview you for the documentary?" And Glenn knows this, but I actually don't like doing interviews. Um, and so I was like, "Well, maybe let's just." I was helping. I was trying to get her in touch with the right people because people at Cornerstone knew she was there. So you'd have, I'm not going to name names, but you'd have bands that didn't care about Christianity or the cause or Christian music trying to get in our interview because it's Steve Albini's girlfriend. And so, <laughs> so when I was dealing with her, I'm like, no, she would talk to me and I'd be like, let's get you in touch with the right people. And there we'd worked for her backstory, the blamed and recorded at her husband's studio we had done security for what record food. you guys do in a studio uh, give us Bravis. Oh, and then we, um, like, uh, shellac through a two day Fugazi event in Chicago, shellac and Fugazi played and we volunteered and did security for it. And Fugazi donated the money to, uh, um, a, a cause through Andrew Mandel from Valley Dows and crash talk. So we had established a relationship. Like that's a kind of, I met Steve with some guy, tried to pick a fight with Steve backstage and I had to escort him out of the venue. And the, um, but so we had met these folks and they were taking care of us and we were taking care of them. The next year they did a breeder show. We worked at it. So we had a relationship back and forth. Oh, and I'd played in Valley Dallas, which Steve recorded. Um, 
That so, first record, right? Yes. Yeah. So the, um, but anyway, so Heather is his girlfriend, now wife's name. She smelt the phonies right away too. So she would come to me and say, who should I interview? And it was like, she already knew Dave Bazan. So she was interviewing Dave. She already knew Danielson. So she was interviewing Danielson. So I made sure I connected with like Bruce Fitzhugh, with um, with like Ronnie Martin from Joy Electric, you know, just guys I knew that well, as far as Christian music scene had authenticity in it and would be a right person to talk to. Like I remember her coming to me and Mick will get this one was she said, uh, Steve Taylor wants to do an interview with me. Is that guy someone I should talk to? And I was like, he's one of my heroes. I used to watch <laughs> his interviews as a kid on his music DVDs. He's, yeah. he's got powerful things to say. We have a story about him in the January episode. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rich and I, Rich Troche. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But so she interviewed Steve. Oh, but my point is I'm horrible at telling these stories. But um, when she wanted to interview whatever, she went to Matt and Chris from The Blamed and asked something about their history in Christian music. And they were both like, I don't even know if I've heard any Christian bands. And I was like... <laughs> Of course they did. And of course, nobody knows backstory. Matt Sweet at the time, his father-in-law was Glenn Kaiser of Resbian. So I'm like, <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. So I think yeah, I was the, just like the most famous Christian artist. Yeah. So I at that point it <laughs> amplified my agitation to where I was like, I'm not doing your interview. <laughs> I'll just do it. I want to do the right thing and just make sure you get the right people in interview. And my bandmates aren't them. <laughs> yeah. I think Gosh. Jacob, are you still there? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I just yeah. can't see you. <laughs> well, it's funny, your box will disappear. Yeah, you come in I'm and out. I'm fighting with the internet, and I got fruit flies trying to get into my grapefruit. Oh, no, right in the middle. Yeah. There he goes. <laughs> he was having a fruit fly war, and it looks like they won. Yeah, the fruit flies ate his internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry I mean, to cut I'm, in here real quick though. Jacob just wrote me, I'm going to throw my laptop. Yeah, oh. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sorry, bud. Sorry you to like you Yeah, I just keep I keep getting kicked off like every 60 seconds. I, we're watching it. It's very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I hope no. my face freezes in a good spot. It's it doesn't even show your face. <laughs> I keep up on your face. You have a torso yeah. sort of and a head. But I mean <laughs> when Glenn and I were doing music together, I would always Tell Glenn that was my theory too. Was I was like, which why Glenn I, is, is Wiley? We haven't had that talk yet. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to the yeah. listeners, I'm I'm Glenn. That's my real name. Yeah. Good luck with the other thing. The um, you know, I I Nick, I don't know if you know this. I consider myself kind of musically retired, which you would never know by my online presence. <laughs> but the um, so I don't I don't really have a a need there. So from my world, I'm like, um, I'm just happy to, to be present, I guess is my point. It's just like this conversation. I feel bad for Jake's using Boost Mobile for his internet, but um, <laughs> outside of that, like, I like the idea that we just get to be, we get to be present as far as the four of us here at one time. I sound, oh. I sound preachy and I don't mean it like that. I mean it more... <laughs> having a moment you know it's great to be in this setting right 
No, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> and right, so when to it, right when you said it, right when you said it, Jake said dropped it out. <laughs> His boots mobile internet connection. Oh, oh man, that's so good. Real, real quick, here Jacob said, "I give up. Sorry, brother. Send my love to everyone. I can't beat, <laughs> I can't beat the internet overlord. Overlords." Oh, no. I said, yo, get back on and we will end the show. Cause it's like nine and Brian's probably gotta go to work anyway. I do. I'm wearing pajamas still, so <laughs> nice. He said, hold on, I'm trying to reboot the signal. The, he um, should just he could just signal. call back in. Yeah, it's use your use your boost phone, buddy. The, um... <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. No, it's great. Like because I had boost mobile, I know how bad it was. Yeah. Right, because he's he's up near the Finger Lakes, right? I, <laughs> I think he is. He's he's up near the Finger Lakes because that was the big joke the last podcast. That was, was the like, big joke. Yeah, he was up near the Finger Lakes. Bad things can happen there in the Finger Lakes. People can get lost in the Finger Lakes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get back on so we can uh, say goodbye here. So I guess we'll have to figure out how we're doing this coffee and hardcore. Suicide prevention coffee um, <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, we could do it behind the scenes. I thought I thought it would be interesting to do it on the podcast, and quickly I learned mistake. I hear we Your go. First mistake was letting me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was right. great. He's you back. Kinda, you kind of took over the show in a good way, and and I helped it roll to. along. What's that? I, said I didn't mean to. No, no. That I mean that's a good thing. Like you told some great stories. I wish I had better questions for Jake, but I don't drink coffee. So I'm like. <laughs> Sorry. He's back on. Yo, we're going to say goodbye since you're on here right now. Oh, Sorry, man. brother. We'll have to talk about the coffee stuff behind the scenes. All right. We'll get it figured out. Yeah, it's it's not going to be that hard. Well, uh, we just didn't communicate enough about it initially, but yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get everybody their coffee and their mugs. Dude, I love your coffee. You don't drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes well, like anger. I don't. <laughs> it tastes like it's anger. great. Don't listen to Brian. Hey, let's wrap this up because you got to go to work, Brian. I got to go to bed. Mick's got COVID and you keep getting shut down. Yeah. And plus, I got to get up at five for work tomorrow. Dang. Wow. Okay, so you gotta get up the earliest. I don't gotta get up till six. I get up at five every day, even sometimes on my days off. Gotta do cardio in the morning. Not yeah, getting any well, younger. Well, the morning is longer than five, though. Yeah, but I gotta be to, at the co-op at seven. So oh, you know. well, you sit on your days McDonald's off. McDonald's sells breakfast till eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that means that means the morning ends at eleven. <laughs> uh. Anyways, this was Coffee and Hardcore, season two, episode two, with Brian and Jacob from Oak and Crow. Brian from The Blamed and 600 other bands. Thank you again. I'm Wiley Glenn Willis with my trusty co-host. Mick Cox from Parkersburg, West Virginia. We're out. Bye. See you. You said number two. (laughs) (laughs) What? Love you guys. See ya. See you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Time for the next level. Home review time.
We're having an EP review section this time, so we added a few other releases. So we're doing the Unruled Pigpen on Spotify. It's four tracks. On Bandcamp, it's six tracks with two covers, including Big Mouth by Gorilla Biscuits and a Killing Time cover. That's right. You didn't hear those ones, did you? I did not hear those ones. So you're just so we'll we'll do the the four track one. No, you can throw in the other two. That's fine. Well, whatever. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm thinking of getting this name right, Jaron. Yeah, that's his name. Who Sounds plays like guitar? It. Okay, cool. That's his name now on Coffee and Hardcore. Yeah. And if it's not, it's gonna be his name. Jaron, who plays guitar and writes and arranges all the Counterpoint songs, who we reviewed before, yeah. also does all that as well for the Unruled. So because they share a very important member and songwriting, my first instinct was to compare the Unruled to Counterpoint. And I caught myself and realized that's lazy and not needed. It's not good. It's not good writing. They are, they're a separate band with separate ideas and it makes me roll my eyes when someone reviews one of my projects and compares it to another one. So I decided to stay and stray away from that completely. The unruled artwork grabs my attention because it holds true to that 80s old school hardcore Gorilla Biscuits and underdog kind of feel. I'm re- I really dig it. The guitar tone is big and old school hardcore heavy. <laughs> it even has that breakdown feel as a whole i love that breakdown 1987 87 demo with the skateboard on the front it gives me that feel vocally it has a very similar feel i can tell he was greatly influenced by them and what a great band to be influenced by the unruled has a more clean recent feel to the recording but in a way still pays homage to that late 80s uh hardcore feel and sound i dig this ep i actually really highly recommend it to people who dig breakdown or that late 80s hardcore sound it's a success plain and simple drop a song What do you think of it? Well, here's what I think. Um, it definitely has an old school New York City, Cleveland. Well, it has a little bit of Cleveland hardcore sound to it. Uh, okay. A little bit, a little bit. Um, the drums and bass are tight, uh, which always is attractive to me. Um, I love, I love the guitar tone on this. And like, I agree with you. It definitely, it's clean sounding, but draws me back to that old like those old demos like you it totally looks yeah. like something that i would pick up at a show like because it get 
for one, the artwork would catch my eye. And then yeah. two, like, you know, seeing them live, the guitar tone, I'd be like, yeah, I want to get this. Here is my only thing. And yeah. I hope, I hope nobody, I hope I don't offend anybody. I cannot stand the vocals. I love oh, everything what? else about this band. But I cannot stand the vocals. Oh, I can't no. take it. I oh, can't. Shit. I can't take the vocals at all. You just busted them out. Oh, man. <laughs> I, seriously, I love everything else. And I'm sure if I probably saw them live, I would probably super dig it. But for some reason, the, the vocals to me are a little out front. And it's the, the deep. I, I just can't get into it. I can't. I've tried. I do you like Breakdown, the band? Um, I do, but to me, the vocals are it's yeah. just different. It's not mixed as, as high in the mix. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Is it? So are you saying you don't like the tonality of the guy's voice, how he projects, or you think the vocals are mixed poorly in this recording? I think the vocals are mixed poorly in the recording, and it makes me not like the tonality of his voice. Mm, that's what i think vocals are too hot they're too high yeah so i think if i saw like i said i think if i saw them live i would because for one i'm the drummer and the bass player are amazing in this band and they're super tight and then you players amazing right but you know it's like when you throw that in and his tone i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm so in when this when it kicked in i was like oh yeah and then the vocals kicked in i was like uh i just couldn't (laughs) i just couldn't i've tried over and over again i just can't do it i Except that's your thoughts, <laughs> but I just dis- I disagree completely. I think on my personally, me, I think the vocals are great, and yes, they could have been down a little bit in the mix. I do agree with that, but I would hate to see them with a different vocalist because it gives me that feel. I get that. But I get that. This is the first time we've. Uh, I know we haven't agreed. agreed, and I'm not dissing them at all. I'm like I'm not I'm not saying like. Um, <laughs> Like I didn't realize I should have checked them out on Bandcamp too, because then I could probably went ahead and got the digital album instead of just listening to it on Spotify. So I should have got the just because I normally do that, but I didn't do that this time. And I think it was because I just couldn't. I I didn't like the vocals. I know, but you can stuff your stories in a sack, Mister. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Play another one of their songs. All right, right here. Hey, take out the vocals now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, sucker, you got a big mouth. Dios quiere God, means God willing, a hell like no other EP. This is Chicago hardcore frontman Ruben of Through and Through. Heavy, fast, catchy riffs with so much power and force. This is my kind of hardcore. And Ruben really delivers vocally on this. His messages and his tonality 
and just the way he pronunciates. And I, I'm a huge fan of this. Three tracks released October 2020. I bought this on cassette tape and I absolutely cannot wait for a full length. I hope it's coming. And uh, Urban Gorilla is my jam on this EP. We got to drop that song right meow. Mick, what did you think? Listen, I love this EP. Um, it's mad and it's angry, and the yeah. and the anger from the vocals completely complements the anger that you hear from the from the guitar. And the guitar, yeah. it's like there's these odd breakdowns in these songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe them other than you need to go get this album and listen to it because like you said it's fast and it's moving and then all of a sudden it's just weird riffs that you wouldn't normally put with this style of music it's just i don't know how to describe it. it's it's stuff that just totally catches my ears and i'm like so like wait i gotta rewind that and listen to this part because i, I think it's because urban gorilla is my jam on this album too oh and yeah. there's a part in urban gorilla before the big drop down breakdown part mm-hmm. go back a little bit there's a guitar part and I, I just can't describe it. it. I sit there and I keep rewinding it because I love the, the little playful kind of riff that's there after the fast part. I just, I'm like, that's what I love. When I find bands that really catch my eye, these are the things that do it. It's the the little things they do with the riffs or whatever. I, yeah. I, I love it. 
absolutely love that. I'm so happy that you that you sent this, like, because you sent this before we re, like before we even did this review. You said you got to check this out. I think it was maybe when it first came out. Yeah, you might have sent it to me and told me who it was, and I was like, holy cow, these guys are amazing, and I wanted more. I was hoping before the end of the year they would drop, you know, a whole album. Yeah, I w- I hope for that too. I really need more music from this three songs was smart because it was enough to get you hooked and you had to have more because i right. it was over and i was like what so i kept playing it i played it like 16 times i'm like okay 16 times is enough i get i get it you know i need more now give me more and so right. i'd have to play something else some shelter or something and it's not as heavy and come back and listen to some more kick you in the throat uh Jam, jams from Ruben. Ruben's a rad dude. He even guest vocaled on a two minute minor record, and he comes up and does guest vocals on a Chromex cover that we do live a bunch. So, this band, Mick and I highly recommend C Dios Quiere, meaning God willing. And we're going to drop another track now. You're welcome. We got World Be Free, One Time for Unity. Acceptance was the first single they released. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I, I think, was it the first one they released? First one was Acceptance. The second oh. one was Down and Beyond. Okay, so yeah. it was Acceptance. Cool. Because yeah. I they released that song, and I remember listening to it, and I was like, wow, this yes. song kicks you in the teeth and then knocks your teeth out and steps on your teeth and i loved it so i went and bought the hoodie i went and bought the <laughs> the vinyl um i loved the single everything about it is perfect 
well put together song. So then the next single released was Down and Beyond, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And I dig the intro and the guitar buildup, also a solid track. I like the old school hardcore vibe with kind of that fresh 2020 feel. Like you can tell it's old school hardcore dudes playing hardcore, but they're right. like, yo, let's give this, let's give this a more modern feel, you know? I thought that was cool. Scott Vogel of Terror delivers vocally on these tracks. Five tracks released. Um, They were released November 2020. I'm not sure on the actual date on that, but to be honest, the other three tracks are not as strong to me personally. It's a a good EP, yet I feel their 14-song full-length released back in 2016 titled The Anti-Circle takes that album and beats the shit out of it because not because it has more tracks it's just better music yeah um possibly because i've heard it a few more times and listened to it for a few years um so i i had time to get into the full length yet at this moment in time i feel it's not their strongest release that the new ep and uh it's not a justified follow-up to the anti-circle you you also have to take in consideration that the covid may have played a factor in this uh, and, and writing these songs as well. I do, I recommend you at least listening to the EP. I just think, uh, I think they'll blow you away with their new release if they can all be in the same room and write. Cause I feel like this has a very like rushed sitting on songs put together feel to it, but I'll always support world be free. And I still think everyone should listen to it. It's got two killer tracks on it. Yeah. And then- Let's drop one. Let's drop one real quick. All right.
All right, Mick, what did you think of it? So, so I'm kind of in the same boat. Like the first two singles were killer, and I was really into it. It just after that, I just it was almost like they came out with acceptance, and that song was so good. And then the next song was, you know, the down and beyond. And I'm like, okay, it's it's still good. But then when the rest of it came out, like I was just I wanted more. I expected more. Maybe I built my yeah. hopes up too much. Cause you know, like you said, it's COVID and and the way you record and the way you do things is just different right now. And and maybe the energy's not there. But man, I remember you said that world be free album's coming out and I went, Oh yeah, I need to get, I need to check that out. And so I was stoked to get it. And then I waited till I got off work and then I, you know, listened to it and I was like, Oh man. So I was just <laughs> kind of like, I was like, you know, I, and I still do. I still listen to, you know, acceptance a lot. That's in a yeah. rotation in a, in a playlist that I have and it comes on. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. The rest of the album, right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and like you, I'm I'm always gonna be a world be free man, uh, world be free fan. Um, I'm still gonna get their stuff. Um, I just, you know, I just I maybe I just built my hopes up too much based on that one single. I think yeah. I was just expecting this killer EP, and I think I'm, I think we both at the time thought it was gonna be a full LP, not just an EP. I did because it was they didn't at least I didn't read it, which I understand some people don't, but. I thought it was going to be full too because it was on a 12 inch, but you get it and all the songs are on one side and turn around and it's got like a world be free stamp oh, kind of lacquer yeah. stamp kind of on the other side. So yeah, you know, whatever yeah, it's right. <laughs> felt a little bamboozled, but I'll get yeah. over it. It's like I said, we're still supporting a band we believe in. And so at the end of the day, it's hardcore giving back to hardcore. So there's nothing right. wrong with that. No. So let's play the, that other single now. Released December 2020. <laughs> Four blistering tracks of hardcore bliss. I absolutely love this EP. And it has all the heavy, hard-hitting classic elements of a terror release. The only thing I noticed is two, and this is me just being nitpicky. The only thing I noticed is two of the four songs have a fade out. And for oh. some reason, <laughs> that bugs the hell out of me. But at this point, I'm just picking it apart because it's such a strong release. I have to find some sort of crack in the armor. I feel like one of those judges on a cooking show 
that loves a dish but has to give one critique because it builds drama on the show, <laughs> which my wife loves those shows and got me hooked on them. I know your wife got you hooked yes. on them too. Yes. Uh, but this is Scott Bogle, the singer of World Be Free. This is his main band. Yeah. So I feel like he uh, stepped it up on this one. I know. And, you know, and for those who have had their heads in the sand for 20 plus years, uh, don't know who Tara is, you should check this out because this is a gem and it needs to be put on repeat. Yes. And real quick, I want to hear what you have to say about it, but I did find out later that these were unreleased tracks that they had remastered and and put out because I remember listening to it. I was like, oh, shit, Terror is going back to their old sound and I'm super excited for it. And then I I learned that they were unreleased tracks and I was like, okay, that makes sense. They're really good, though. Yeah, I mean, they, they should be put on albums. Yes. Um, well, but here's Tara's my new stuff. But before this, hold up, real quick. Tara's okay. new stuff before this was still. It's still good. It's good. Right. But this was so good. Yeah. Well, my thing is, I've always dug the drums on all the Terror the Terror albums. Always. Oh, it always what's dry. You know, it's what draws me in, and they're killer on this EP. They're mixed right. It sounds. It just, it just makes you want to just jump up and smack your mom. That's how how good this <laughs> drum sounded. Just super aggressive, and kick your it, mom or smack yeah, your grandma. Kick, yeah, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's of course, uh, especially I didn't know this was a re, uh, like a remastered track. So so when I think about it, when I think about the guitar riffs on this album, it makes sense because there's riffs for days. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, but man, yeah, I I love this album. I keep I keep it on repeat quite a bit. It's very aggressive. It's very old school terror. Um, so, I bought two colors of the seven inch. Oh, really? Yeah, man, that's awesome. So, what's your, what's your what's your uh, track off of this one? Like, what's your what's the one that stands out to you the most? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I have got mine. You want me to tell you yours and then you can come over with yours? Yeah. Mine's uh, Don't Need Your Time. I dig that track quite a bit. So Don't Need Your Time, that's the second track. Yeah. I do. No, I like that one a lot too. Sink to Hell, of course, is oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Self-titled track. Yep. You know what? I don't know. All, all of they're them all are good. good yeah, they're all good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's drop, uh, let's drop a terror track. Let's all right. do it now. Let's do it right now.
Hardcore. We are with Brutality Coffee. Uh, introduce yourself. There's two of you. Introduce both of yourselves. All right. Um, we're both Jason, so that's pretty easy. Oh. Uh, business partners in a couple companies. Uh, Brutality, one of them. And uh, my last name is Sealand. My last name is Hall. He's the big one. Pretty one. Pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> We're like, Bob, my name's not Bob. <laughs> so, so is it just you two that basically take the reins in this company? You have workers, I'm guessing, or what's the deal? Yeah, uh, we, we have a couple e-commerce businesses in our new warehouse that we just moved into uh, last year, December, last December. And uh, we got a crew in here working for us in both companies full time, so... Cool. Yeah, how I heard about you guys was a good buddy of mine named Tom Brothers from Michigan. Uh, he listens to the podcast, and he saw your – I see your logo on the back there on your screen. He yep. sent me that logo, and he's like, dude, look at this badass. This looks like <laughs> something that Coffee and Hardcore would be into. And So I went and checked out your guys' merch, and I absolutely love your designs and your merch. And I'm of the school of thought that designs and merch is just as important as the product itself no matter what yeah. you're selling so uh brutality definitely kills it in that uh in that area and uh what got what got you guys uh into that like your name and your image your imagery that's something i'm really interested in knowing yeah basically we were we had a couple of drinks um and we just this, this is who we are like you know we always say that we're not going to do anything that's not true to ourselves and we're both basically music fanatics we're in you know we're metalheads music fanatics and and this is just how we live our life and we don't want to be anything else so the name just kind of literally we were we were uh we were actually uh i think it was a couple weeks before no was it at mlh at the whiskey place did it come from that night i don't remember it was at a whiskey place i don't remember we we were drinking at a we were drinking at a distillery I think and we were like man this this coffee liqueur tastes really good we can make coffee okay let's do that and then we just like <laughs> and then we're here and we're like, oh, off going so fast and I don't know um we just like to be creative that's all right it's super creative do you have a a, a design person who does your your artwork you do. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's a beast. So, he's a graphic designer then. Uh, you yeah, don't I don't call myself that. I just Come on. call myself Did you do the, you do the hoodies? Um, just laid them out. No, there's um we actually had um No, I mean you did the designs on the hoodies, right? Yeah, I laid them out and everything like that, but I didn't actually do the illustration of it. Oh, okay. I came up with concepts and everything but i didn't do the actual uh illustration of that um guy's name is uh tom tom borneo that does that um yeah it's it's killer it's he's old school on, yeah yeah he's working on a bunch of other stuff for us it's pretty rad um a couple of projects i can't even mention now it's, ah like we got some <laughs> really, really huge projects um, with bands that we can't even talk about right and it's mm -hmm. so frustrating awesome. Awesome. awesome we just 
last week we signed an NDA agreement. And it's killing us to not to NDA it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> guess what? We can't well, tell you. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's a good surprise but, um, for 2021, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. for sure. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. rad. But that's, that's kind of how we started this company. We were just like, man, what are... Uh, just like our other company, we're like, what are we into? We're into music. Um, we listen to vinyl a lot um, since we're kids. And yeah. uh, but you should see our offices. They got like record player and a bunch of albums in there. It's great. But that that's how we spend our days in the office. Um, we're out here on the roasting floor. You know, uh, Jay Jay's in charge of that, and you know, just put together some great blends first to start and uh we've only been launched since what june yeah yeah just just 2020 yeah yeah oh hold on time Uh to make out motion sensor lights (laughs) that happens to me at work (laughs) (laughs) they're they're on an automatic pitch there we go we weren't for the for the listeners the lights went out he had the motion (laughs) sensor <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Um, so I know you told us before we were recording. We are recording, right, Nick? Yes. Okay. Yes, we are recording. <laughs> Brutality Coffee. Let the listeners know where you guys are from. Uh, we're from about an hour north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, right on the uh, right close to uh, the Ohio border outside of Youngstown. Um, a little town called Pulaski, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, and. It's pretty local to where we both live, so it seemed like a really good home for us, a good a good center spot. So, good, good. Is that do you, do you have like a local roaster that you work with? Like, how does this work for you guys? Do you guys actually do the roasting, or yeah, we uh, yeah we we do the whole the whole spiel here in our new space. Um, you know, he does he does all of our web pages and the design work and all that stuff. And I'm out on the floor doing all the roasting. So I'm I'm the quote unquote roast master. Um, okay. We both went up went to roasting school at, at Diedrich. Um, Diedrich Roasters, where we picked up our roaster. And same same point, uh, Idaho. Yeah, at Idaho. Um, and just came back and you know I had been roasting on a home roaster for two years before that. Um, I just needed to learn the machine we were going to buy. So we went out there and actually went through the roasting school and all that stuff. And then uh, from there, we just been burning through a couple ton of coffee beans to get our, our blends and, and everything we wanted to launch first. Right. So here we are. Oh, wow. So, so I'm picturing this in my head, drinking <laughs> whiskey. Yeah. Coffee school. <laughs> it's like yeah. drinking whiskey <laughs> idea coffee school (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah that's who we don't um we have we have our own whiskey too so yeah we actually have our own whiskey (laughs) other brand but we uh we find something we love and and we enjoy and we just go do it we don't we don't talk about it we we, we say oh yeah you want to do this sure and we actually mean it so you know a lot of people find that thing but that's just who we are i mean we just go do it and that's here we are yeah. So. I love it. Cause it's, it's very passionate. I can see it. Like you guys are like oh, yeah. totally legit. Oh yeah. You want to do this idea? Like, do oh yeah. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> all the time in the warehouse, we run by each other and we're like, high five. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> <Planes coming up. laughs> That's great. What's uh, your guys' whiskey called? Uh, it's, it's uh, based off of our uh, beard company. It's mad Viking rye whiskey. 
called Viking Blood. Viking Blood. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, it's 90, 98, 99 proof. Yeah. 90, hey, 90. I, think it's, I think it's 98 proof. 98 or 96. Yeah. But we, we have a... Uh, In here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a local distillery that we teamed up with that's making it for us. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of like a licensing deal. Like all of our people, like all, all over the United States want it, but they can only ship to Pennsylvania right now. So we're waiting on them to be able to ship to all 50 states and then it'll really take off. But um, we're doing pretty well with that right now. We also have a mead. We, we uh, the mead came out the same time the whiskey did. Mm-hmm. Kingview. Yeah, so we teamed up with a meadery and it's uh, called it's called Mad Viking Blood Honey. It's like a Viking mead. And uh, that stuff can ship to 40 states. Yeah, it is it's, dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous, 11.5%. And then we're coming out with a, uh, a, coffee, a, a coffee vanilla porter that we're mm-hmm. doing with a local brewery for Brutality. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the, the, beard, the beard company as well? What's it called? Mad Viking. Mad Viking. You know what? I if I'm not, I think in the last I know in, in last Christmas, I know I asked for your guys' stuff for Christmas. You guys were around last <laughs> Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. What, what do you mean? You asked for beer for Christmas? No, no, no. Beard stuff. Mad Viking beard stuff, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, beard? I think beard, beard oil. Like beard oil, beard balm, uh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, I thought you guys made beer and whiskey. <laughs> we do. We do. What? And, and you make beard oil? Yeah. Yeah. What right. the hell? What are you guys? <laughs> I feel like right. I'm on like a History Channel entrepreneur. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> So what? Uh, no. tell, tell me, lay out, lay out everything you guys do. I want to hear. <laughs> I know there's more. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we got Mad Viking Beard Company. Beard Company. Beard. That's been, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's been around since 2013. Is when we went legit with that. Uh, we have we have the Mad Viking Whiskey. We have the Mad Viking Mead. We have Brutality Coffee Company. For a while, we did. We had a logistics company that did uh, installs and, and deliveries yep. um, all around the tri-state area of Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia. Hauled some oil too. We had, yeah, we had we had they, we hauled had a truck, couple trucks hauling oil. Um, Man. So it, like I said, dude, we don't we uh, you don't mess we don't, around. Well, it's not we do mess around. That's the problem. We mess we around just, a lot. We just, <laughs> just sounds like we want to do it. and We go do it. You know. So you work. Sounds um, like you work hard though. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. But this, you know, the, everything that we're doing is our passion. You know, you know, I, I'm the first to admit that I only drink, I only drink three things: coffee, water, and whiskey. So, you know, <laughs> why not make coffee? And I actually, you know, I needed something to take care of my beard, so that's where that came from. And and so, boom, there we go. You know, yeah, it's that simple for us. That's awesome. There we go. <laughs> I. I, I thought you were, you said you were asking for beer for Christmas. I'm like, wait, you don't drink. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when I heard Mad Viking, I kept hearing it. And I was like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure, it, like, I know for last Christmas, and and I ran out, and I was like, I got to get some more of that, and then I just didn't do it. So I definitely need to get back on the website and order some stuff because it's killer. 
Yeah, just, is, just, hook, just, just let us know. We'll send you some stuff, dude. Oh, we know the dude. owners. It'll... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Look at free, co- free coffee and free beard oil. Oh, man. I'm yeah. in heaven right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll hook you. That's the only reason Mick wanted to do the podcast was to get free coffee. <laughs> Pretty much. I was like, I can get free coffee. I'm in. Let's do this. All right. So what uh you guys said you had a, a vinyl room kind of right in your office. Like you have a record player yep. and a bunch of so what bands slash albums are on your guys' top playlist or being ready to be played on vinyl? Um I like uh, listening to The Sword. I just got their uh, Conquest of Kingdoms album. It's pretty badass. It's that orange and blue splash vinyl. Looks awesome. Those are cool. Um, I listen to Pop. Um, Gravity X is a good album from them. It was like 2005, I think. I, I dig that kind of sound. Um, I found a new band, like, what's that, too? Yeah, this has been a long time now, but I listened to him. Uh, drug, you ever hear of Drug Church? No, 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 no. Yeah, I listen to it's kind of like a punk band. Um, uh-huh. I think they're out of like, like that or Washington, Oregon, something like that out okay. west. Um, they got a good album called Cheer, and uh, those are kind of like on my road right now. Cool, yeah, and I'm 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 pretty mainline, like I always have rage ready ready to spin and uh you know i dude i listen to a lot of rage I, I like tool a lot too i listen to you know listen to them quite a bit just depends on what i'm doing i don't i don't get to play the vinyl as much as i want so a lot of times i'm in here on the roasting floor with with the sonos queued up and i just put it on and say hey play some heavy metal and away i go you know so what do you think of that new two album uh i i do like it i do like it it was it was different than i was expecting but uh, you know yeah. i am into it so i my my tastes vary, so it I'm, takes a while to get warmed up to that. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. A than yeah, yeah. You would think after all those years of fighting yeah. lawsuits, you'd come out angry. <laughs> <laughs> we would have burned the world down. <laughs> so this question, I don't know, if, but it's what has been the biggest struggle or change due to COVID with roasting coffee or any of your businesses? Has there been any? Uh, wearing a mask with a beard sucks. <laughs> Other- yes. <laughs> um, we were actually fortunate being mainly on the e-commerce platform. Right. Um, you know, because people couldn't go out and go shopping, so they needed to find people that didn't know about us needed to find those alternative sources online to shop. So, yeah. and, and we almost feel guilty about saying it, but we're very not thankful for the virus, but we're very thankful we were on that platform because it opened a lot of consumers up to us at that point. So oh, yeah. if we were actually very fortunate to go, to go through it the way that we had to go through it amongst some of the other people we know with brick and mortar places that just lost everything. So um, right. where you're not going to complain at all about the last seven, six, seven months. At no, all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, that, that does suck. I've had a couple of friends lose their businesses. So that's really good that you guys are keeping steady and keeping going. It's uh, we definitely a restaurant. Yeah, what was that? We almost bought a restaurant during COVID. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't you? (laughs) We realized that was a bad idea. Yeah, at the last uh, minute. At the last minute, kind of 
decision? Well, it, I guess it would be a lot of restaurants would be cheap right now, right? Yep. But you don't know right. when things are going to go back and running, so it's risky. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. Yep. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could get it dirt cheap, but yeah, it might not survive. So, and right. you'd have to start it because restaurants usually don't make a profit till at least after the first year, right? At least. Yeah. Sometimes longer. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. depends yeah. on uh, Few years. location and. Mm-hmm. So was it going to be like a Viking themed restaurant or? Uh, we, we still have all the business papers filed and, and ready to roll when we find the location. Oh, wow. Uh, it's called Dark For- Dark Forge. Oh, that's cool. Um, so we're, yeah, we're thinking about putting like a distillery brand behind it and, you know, restaurant and everything. So it's kind of like an on hold project right now. And so we can wrap our head around this virus. Yeah. Find the right timing and yeah. find a little bit more time schedules to be able to do everything but yeah yeah wow. i like That's i like our- that you're businessmen but you you have a really cool badass uh idea of how to go about it like with the the coffee and the whole viking thing like that's pretty cool man well that's that's the beautiful part about it you know it's 2021 we don't have to we don't have to put on a suit to be businessmen we never this is the way we look 24 7 it doesn't matter who we're in a meeting with or where we're going this is the way we look and our wives aren't impressed at all. Yeah, they're not impressed at all. But. <laughs> so to the um, listeners, yeah. they're you know they look like someone Mick and I would hang out with. They just got they got Pretty big much. beards, baseball caps, and hoodies on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's we're in this day and age to be to be accepted when we walk into you know a meeting or a conference and just be who we are. So, uh, you know, we wouldn't change who we are for the world. And and twenty years ago. We yeah. would have never been able to do what we're doing, right? Right. Because of the way who we are. So, but now it's 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 open season now. And the internet sucked back two thousand. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. The dial up. I, yeah, I, I failed in econ. It got the internet got awesome. Yeah. Before Facebook and all that. The internet got awesome. That should be on the yeah. back of that. <laughs> uh, so what is your guys's go-to we ask we ask our guests this usually but what is your guys's go-to guilty pleasure tv show right now oh you man guys you guys don't watch tv i'm guessing you don't have time um sometimes sometimes while we're waiting you know, while we're doing some of the more monotonous things in the warehouse we have a you know we'll put on it we'll put on our ipad or something and, and watch listen to tv while we're working but mm-hmm. um i um uh, yeah, my guilty pleasure that tv show yellowstone i don't know kevin cost yeah it's crazy it's like i said it's guilty pleasure i won't admit well i just admitted it in front of how many people <laughs> yeah, all, all of our fans are gonna listen to this and go what <laughs> i've had a ton of, i've had a ton of people say i should check that yellowstone show out so you won't be the yeah, you won't be the first so uh, other than the restaurant, is you guys got a, any other crazy ideas that you can share? I know you can't. There's some stuff you can't share, but yeah, that's a good question. What, what do you guys got? Huh. Uh, we're doing a, a website redesign for our beard company. Um, we're kind of like a year overdue for that. I've been working on that. Um, we're kind of 
we're going to take the coffee company into to new areas. Um, we're basically researching our way into cold brew. Um, nice. And that was about, we, we started out about a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, just talking to a couple of people, you know, in the industry for, you know, brewing. And like I said, we're doing a brutality coffee partnership beer. Mm-hmm. Like a short run. So we're talking to um, John at the Cellar Brew Works and uh, talking to him about, you know, helping us put up a line where we can do a cold brew and everything like that. Yeah, canned cold brew. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you're going to be selling those in stores and stuff? Hopefully. Before long. As long as, long as we can get it shelf-stable and we can retail it online, um, the sky's mm-hmm. the limit, so... Take it from there, pretty much. Actually, I do, have, I do have a question for you. Do you guys only sell? Do you do you sell whole bean coffee, or is it all ground? No, I can. We can ground it to any any grind you want. Anything from whole bean all the way up to you know to espresso to the coarse cold sell, brew. You sell whole bean coffee. What's that? Like, if I ordered coffee on online through Brutality. Could I get whole bean coffee? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's oh, okay. Different yeah, I, we, we offer six different grinds on the website, so. Oh, okay. okay. Awesome. What did you get, Mick? Because mine was really fine. I got, uh, I don't know what kind of grind I got, but I did get, I got the Guts and Glory Dark Roast. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> I actually made some tonight before we started, and my wife smelled it and came running downstairs and had to drink it without just straight up, just went in there and poured it in the cup and drank it. She's like, okay, I'm in. So <laughs> yeah, that's the ahead. whole goal is to be coffee that you don't have to put any sweetener in. So, Oh, killer. Yeah. But you just got it the other day, right? Yeah. I just, I just got it in the mail yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, I shipped that uh, out the day after I got it. Our mail, Chicago is just jacked up right now. The mail service. Oh yeah. Everything mail system right now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're coming to the end here. This is the time to uh, you can plug or promote your friends, bands, merch lines, other coffee shops, whatever. You have the floor. Anything you guys want to plug? Uh, we have a real cool friend in Pittsburgh that we met through the bearding community, and uh, he has his own like uh, barbecue sauce and seasoning. It's oh, called nice. Imperial Imperial Goat Barbecue. Yeah, and That's he makes all kind of and stuff and his we actually we put his stuff on everything we cook now because it's just amazing it's great it's fantastic so he has a seasoning called sumi seasoning um like jay was saying we we put, you can put on hamburgers and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the light went out again <laughs> all good stuff motion sensor did you say it was imperial goat yes oh nice okay killer I won't tell I won't tell Wiley this because Wiley's a, a vegan, but we totally <laughs> we totally got a, a slow roasted brisket from a good friend of ours today. Uh my whole like I just I tested positive for COVID yesterday. And so we're kind of holed up in quarantine. And so some friends brought us some smoked brisket. And that's what I had right before we came on. It was delicious. So now I'm like, okay. <laughs> There's a legit barbecue place that I can get seasoning from. I need to grab it. So, killer. Yeah, 
that that's definitely it. I've never had anything better. Wow. Since we tried it. Yeah, I'm the same. Hey, you can put barbecue sauce on vegan shit. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Big old stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if you eat brisket. I don't judge you. You know that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, one other person I'd like to plug is a, a friend of ours has a band, and they always every year we do a, a charity event, and we give all the proceeds to Children's Hospital. Um, ours last one was just this October, and we actually were able to pull it off physically. And I, well, we give twenty two thousand dollars to Children's Hospital. Wow. Yeah, it's like. Raised like thirty thousand dollars. Twenty two thousand went to Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh, and uh, like what six thousand yeah. I think went to Simplify Veterans Fund. Oh, amazing! And then the other two grand or whatever the club kept for rolling over for this year. And uh, you know, every year without without question, a friend of ours band comes out and play, and they don't charge us anything, and they they sound fantastic. They're called Mixtape Madness. Um, and you know, they play exactly what the name implies, just a bunch of stuff across all the spectrums. Um, so if you're ever around this area and you hear Mixtape Madness is playing, go see them, please. It's a great, great local awesome. band. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. That's awesome that they raise money for veterans. Our band just did that too for homeless veterans. So there's a yeah. place in heart for that. That's great. Great interview, guys. I'm just killer. Love hearing all this stuff. And I cannot believe that a year later I'm talking to the guys who did that does mad Viking beard. That's just so well, Mer- well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You don't need to send me any. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got great soaps and stuff though. Great for the skin. So. Yeah. We'll send you some soaps. <laughs> nice. Got- yeah. We're all, we're all, um, so. got some dude. We we have a we have a, a licensing deal with Black Label Society, so we have a whole beard kit that's uh, with Black Label Society, and uh, it's a really cool scent. Uh, it's like a ginger, cedar wood, leather, sandalwood type mix, wow. and it's the soap is black. So wow. I'll we'll give, give me your address and we'll send you some of that. You'll dig oh, it. Oh, killer! Awesome, definitely. Cool. That's super nice of you guys. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on the, the Coffee and Hardcore podcast, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Have us. Yeah. Let's do it again sometime, all right? Yeah, Hell definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Hasta la vista, baby. Coffee and Hardcore coming at you because Hello. we had a phone droppage with Jacob <laughs> when we were talking with uh, Brian Gray, and we just thought it would be nice to see your beautiful face again. And to actually be able to talk to you without you dropping off your call every 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, no storm today. <laughs> cool. Well, Mick, uh, Jacob and I had a phone call. Um, and Jacob says I always call him at the worst time. So why don't you get into that? <laughs> he it's says I have the I'm worst time running around. It's, it's not your fault. It's just that I'm always running around. Always running around. Yeah, that's what I do. Always so on that when, hustle. So when he called me, I was working out on my lunch. And He's grunting was, in my ear. I was like, yeah, as long as you don't mind me doing some squats. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I talk on the phone. He's like, whatever, dude, it's cool. Um, so anyways, we talked and we're going to do, we decided the best way to do this is, and I know I already told you, but this is just for 
the podcast effect. Um, we're going to do it as a pre-order. Nice. Because we're talking back and forth and he'd have to ship us all the coffee and he doesn't want his coffee to be older than three to four days old. And I totally get that because he wants his product oh, yeah. to be as fresh as can be. Oh, yeah. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll run a pre-order for a month like we normally do or three weeks to a month or whatever. And then whatever people order, we will have him ship us the coffee. We will package, unless it's just coffee, then I'll send him the order. Um, and then we'll pack it up, send it out to you good folks. Um, and then after that month, we'll just send people to the, to his store to buy the coffee. Nice. So just so we can go over what we're doing, what exactly is it? What's the two blends that we're doing? Jacob, go for it. Let us know. Yeah, so one of them is going to be our Into the Void, which is our dark roast. Nice. Uh, for you, man. The, yeah. And then for the <laughs> non-dark roast drinkers, like myself, uh, we're going to do the Road Crew, which is a blend of uh, Peru, Cajamarca, and Colombia Nariño. Which is my favorite. It. Which is my favorite coffee I've had so far. Not Oak and Crow coffee, but coffee. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> no, like... Wait, did you um, guys just drop another podcast? Yeah. We did. We did. You, like the, a few days ago. Yeah, the first one of season two, actually. Yeah. Right. I'm going to have to check um, that out tomorrow. Um, Fortunately, like, most of the work that I do, I can wear headphones, so I'll be able to check it out tomorrow. Nice. Dude, it's, it's daunting, though. It's three hours. It's three Ooh. hours. It's a long one. That's fine. I'll be but working all day. Uh, the other day, I'll, I won't, I'm going to message you because I talked to somebody the other day and I won't say who they are. I won't drop names or anything, but I talked to a, uh, a friend the other day because they were posting on their uh, band page, about, you know, all these old school emo songs and they were putting coffee in it. And he was like, why don't we have our own coffee? And I was, so I messaged him and I was like, you need to talk to Jacob from Oak and Crow. <laughs> so he might, he might send you a message. Oh, um, a pretty big emo band from back yeah, in the day. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. They kind of had a resurgence lately. You'll so, know them. You'll know. I could edit it out, I guess. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. Just, that's, bleep, that's true, yeah. Yo, say it and then bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, so it was... And, uh, yeah, and I still talk a lot. Wasn't I told him he should hit you guys, hit you guys up. So That's well, awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> don't don't cut any of it just bleep it all just Everything bleep it all say, i'll bleep it all like, out we say his name like 14 times in one sentence <laughs> uh, yeah so oak and crow we're doing this suicide prevention yeah. with the help of larry who uh did all the package or not all the packaging sorry all the artwork, artwork. even yeah. though he did the uh, when do you want to drop it were we thinking mid-february no we were, i think we we're looking at after whenever we drop this episode so yeah that'd be mid-february the end of february into march i don't know <laughs> you thinking mid-february no i'm thinking nah. mid-february <laughs> do you want to drop this one on the 22nd that, there you go february yeah yo let's release it the 22nd of february that's a monday that's usually when podcasts right. come out or at least when ours come out yeah excellent is that okay. cool? I'm into it. Is, it, is that too long nice. for you? For me? 
Yeah. Why? Because I've been sitting on the label since the first time we talked about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because when I talked to you on the phone, you're like, I can't wait to drop these things. And now we're waiting like a whole nother month. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Oh, I hate you, Mick. <laughs> he keeps sending me these freaking Bernie memes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're okay with you being the official supporter of coffee, even though you kind of are. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bad when every single time we, uh, every single time we review a coffee, it's like, you know, this was pretty good, but I, it still doesn't compare to okay. <laughs> yeah. We did that in the last I feel like podcast. I might as well sponsor the podcast. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about, we're having Eddie Leeway on the show here. So I think maybe next episode, I don't know. He's a tough guy to, to, to wrangle down, but he said he's game for it. So it's either going to be the, the next one or the one after. Talk a little awesome. bit about what you got going on with him. Yeah, I got, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, but Eddie Leeway is morning wood. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a dark roast. It seems like anytime I do a collaboration with any of those old New York hardcore guys, they all want to go for a dark roast. <laughs> like all it, well, except for uh, Hoya from Madball. He uh his is uh more of a medium. It's like a little darker than medium. In between but, uh Madball. Yeah, but all the rest of them, like yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh repping the hoodie Danny Diablo. Madball, uh, not Madball, Murphy's Law. Um, they all go dark. The guys from Pitchfork. Uh, yeah, they all. Boss they Hooligan. All dark roast. Uh, Boss Hooligan? No, that one is, uh, that's a nice medium roast Peru. I love that one. Yeah. In fact, I just shipped him a box out to uh, Kansas for his shop because he's got that cool retro Boss Hooligan shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we have a nice trade. He's sending me some sweet uh, Trojan Records brand button-down shirts. Oh, nice! Yeah, he's. If you ever get a chance to uh, check out his shop, he's got great clothes in there. He sent yes. me, uh, send me the link last year. Shop. Got a nice Fred Perry button-down, and uh, yeah. So when is the Eddie Leeway's uh, Morningwood Coffee dropping? Uh, I'm gonna try and get it on the website tonight. So it'll be available tomorrow, and I haven't even told him yet, but nobody's going to hear this till after it drops, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, I'm stoked to have it up there. I feel like it's going to do pretty well. He seems to be pretty jazzed about it. So, Mick, I called Jacob and asked him a question about Eddie Leeway's Morningwood Coffee. Yes. What was the question I asked you? And you said people actually ask you that sometimes. Uh-oh, we lost your sound. Can't hear you. Can you hear him, Mick? No, I can't. There we go. You're back. You're back. Am I back? Yeah. yeah. Remember, right the question, remember the question I asked you about Eddie Leeway's Morningwood coffee? No. What was it? I was like, yo, dude, I don't drink dark coffee because I got stomach problems. You think you can send me a bag of <laughs> Eddie Leeway's Morningwood coffee and put medium <laughs> coffee in it? And he's like, yeah. He's like, people actually oh, ask me that man. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I just it's, want it for promotional purposes. Yeah, people want to support, you know, their friends' uh, merch, but they might not be a dark coffee drinker, and you know, or they'll ask me to put decaf in it or something like that, oh, just really? so they can, 
blow up the coffee on Instagram, but it's if it's something they don't normally drink, they still want to support it. So they asked yeah. me to alter a little bit. And I don't think I've ever admitted that in public before. <laughs> Hopefully uh, nobody gets bent out of shape about it. There's no secrets on Coffee Hardcore. But, you know, either at the end of the day, the artists still, you know, get paid get the money, beginning right? yeah. of every month. So no matter what I put in the bag for somebody, as long as that bag is getting sent out with their artwork on it, they still get paid at, you know, the beginning of the month. There you go. And that's why we're doing dark and medium so people have a choice. It'll be interesting to see uh, which one sells better. Oh, let's keep score and we'll talk about it on the podcast. Ooh. Uh, so the that, cool thing is with with uh, Squarespace, if I can use their name without anybody getting sued, uh, <laughs> the analytics page is awesome because it gives you the breakdown of what's selling. That's awesome. Cool. Like so he can let us know. So how far out do we get to go? And then when we find out who wins, like we could do what, do we, what do we get? What do we get? Yeah, what do we get? No, that should be between... You and I should have to determine that. Like. Right. That's what I'm saying. What, what do I get? If Because I'm going to win. Oh, you're going to win? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if I win, you shave this sideburn off, not your whole beard. That, that's not happening. I never I never <laughs> make bets when it comes to the beard or the hair. That never happens. Okay, fine. Eyebrow. Left eyebrow. <laughs> you just got to do a vanilla ice line in it. Do vanilla ice line. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yo, let's do this. So whoever wins, yeah, whoever wins has to, or whoever loses has to put a vanilla ice line in their head. <laughs> Take a damn picture. I'd be it. careful though. I'd be careful because uh, I sell more dark roasts than anything else for the most part. Oh, uh, and I released I'm gonna a buy coffee like for, forty of them. <laughs> right. I released a coffee for. Uh, this guy Lee, this awesome dude from uh, down in New York City, and it's a uh, his brand is called Going in Style. He's an old graffiti artist, and uh, in one month, I, th- I think I released it in October, maybe, maybe a little earlier than that. But in one month, the sales of his coffee outsold every other coffee for since the beginning of the year. Wow, oh, it's, it was that was it dark, was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Never, never mind. I recant my. <laughs> challenge <laughs> i don't want to walk like around vanilla ice eyebrow <laughs> i swear i sold like the first two weeks i sold like 60 or 70 bags of it oh my gosh wow. the only other thing that sold that much was the uh, dumpster fire blend because everybody had enough of last year so it was just kind of a novelty and the coffee yeah. was delicious it was, uh, I peru that. and uh rwanda oh. and they just went really well together nice good old dumpster but, fire Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except for 2021 has kind of picked up the pace to be in a second dumpster fire. Yeah, I haven't even taken it off the roster yet because people keep buying it. <laughs> keep and buying I think it. if this, yeah, if this year uh, ends up being like last year, I think I'm going to uh, give it back to my buddy Steve Crandall, who uh, did the artwork for it. And I'm just going to have him edit so it's just a red line through the, the last zero and just put a one next what? to it. <laughs> yeah man hopefully that's not the new norm i know right yeah i'm done yeah. with all this <laughs> <I know. laughs> let's try working in a grocery store during all this it's uh it's a little weird my wife it's a little weird 
my wife sort of does. She has to go into grocery stores um, for her job because she works at Red Spoon and she has to talk to all the managers and employees and help them and stuff. Yeah. If people are, are ruthless in grocery stores. Yeah. They just do not give a shit. No. Uh, one of the managers was telling me the other day that uh, she was stocking something out and there was a couple looking at beer and their masks were down around their necks, not even trying. So she goes up and she says, Hey, you know, I just want to remind you to put your mask on while you're in the store. One puts her mask on and the guy looks at her and he's like, don't talk to me. Wow. I'm like, all right. And then uh, <laughs> all right. as they were checking out, he still wouldn't put his mask on. She's like, you know, just a, a friendly reminder. You know, it is my job to let you know that you should be wearing this. And he goes, you know what? This is also your job. And he pushes the cart at her and he's like, put that away. Wow, what and a dick. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> how can you how can the, you treat people like that and be okay with yourself? I don't know. I give her a lot of credit for not throat punching them. Cry chopping the throat. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and we live in a small hippie town. It's not like we're in some aggressive city. But whatever. But where do you uh, you live in New York? That's right, Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes. <laughs> yeah. We already know about this. This is you like know, the fortieth time. This is the fortieth time we've had you on the show. Yeah, we're about five hours from New York City. We're way out in the woods. Really? Oh, I didn't know it was that far. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that so getting that makes bit. sense. That's why we keep dropping your calls. Keep getting dropped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you walk out in my yard and just turn around, it's nothing but trees immediately in every direction. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I might be it's moving. Awesome. I might be moving uh, up your way. I have Get two empty barns. You can renovate one of those. Two empty barns. Yeah, sold. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> if my lady heard this, she'd be like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Uh-huh. When this drops next month, she's going to be like, is that for real? Are we really moving into his barn? <laughs> it's not quiet, though. Uh, we got a lot of hunters out here, so there's a lot of gunfire and dirt bikes all the time. Oh, gosh. I already escaped that life from the UP. <laughs> I don't want that back. I was going to say, it, so- it sounds like West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. I just got a different kind of noise here in the city. I don't miss living in the city. I miss the convenience. I miss being able to ride a bike to a store or, you know, get coffee or something or, you know, walk somewhere. Out here, the closest place to, like, business is, mm-hmm. uh, I think, six miles to a little, like, crappy general store. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Six miles to a little crappy general store. Ah! <laughs> Whatever. It's awesome, though. I, I'm not Whatever. complaining. Whatever. <laughs> so, on that silly note, uh, we're supposed no to keep this in 20 minutes. for you. What? We're, we're going on 45 minutes at this point. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Are we really? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to let you go then. I should tell people the reason we had you back on it. I think I already did that. Is because you got dropped so many times on that. I don't know yeah. how Mick's going to edit that. I'm sure he's going to do his magic, but... We'll figure it out. It'll be all right. We'll figure it out. Cool, brother. Nothing Thanks but for having me on again. You. For sure. I'm sure there'll be more. 
<laughs> You'll be the annual guest. Just go easy on people when you're talking about coffee. You're going to make them feel really bad about stuff. Oh, you mean the review that we did? Yeah. 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 I feel kind of bad. I listened back to it and I was like, uh, I gave him a B plus and said that open crow was like here. I felt, I just, I felt kind of bad, but I also don't want to be like that schmuck that isn't truthful about stuff, you know? Right. 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 Like, oh, that's fair. And I'm not saying they're a good coffee cup. Co- they're not a bad coffee company. I'm just saying in the future, if we did something and it was like terrible, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to be like, this is great coffee. And have someone buy it and be like, you mother, this coffee was <laughs> terrible. I just wasted $15 on this, you know? I so. love that you guys review coffee. Cause it, uh, it lets me know about companies I haven't heard of because there's so many coffee companies, so many people doing good stuff. And yeah. you know, there's only so many hours in the day. Right. We don't know what we're doing, but we try. <laughs> You're doing it, dude. There's a, I forget the exact phrase, but I've been listening to this podcast, this guy, Jason, who owns Fuzzlord effects, like a pedal company. Mm-hmm. And one of his, one of the things he always says is it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done or something like that. Basically just go out and do stuff. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So by the end, you guys will be coffee connoisseurs. You'll be telling me what I'm doing wrong when I'm roasting. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) We've already been in this game for a really long time. All right, we gotta let you go. You're beautiful. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks right. again. It was awesome as usual. It was a good laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully people oh, will laugh. Uh, All, right, All right, get them off of here. Out of here. All right, later, brother. Right. Have a good night, man. All right, thank you. Bye. You too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the coffee review. And uh, this month we've got Brutality Coffee all the way up from Western PA, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and uh, we got two different blends. I got one kind of blend, and, and while I got a different one, I got the Guts and Glory. Um, that's a dark roast. And before I, I, I give this out, I got to say that – I got this package in the mail and two days later um, I test positive for COVID. I got, I got to, I got to lay some framework here to talk about this. And so uh, I get tested positive and I'm going to grind, or I'm going to get this coffee ready the next day. And it was when we were actually getting ready to do the review. So I I opened the bag of coffee and I stick my nose down in it. And I can smell <laughs> nothing. Nada. My smell is gone. So, you know, the first night while we're sitting there and we're having this conversation with these guys and I'm drinking the coffee, I can't taste it. I can't do anything. And I felt so <laughs> bad. I was like, oh, this sucks. So I don't really want to, you know, say anything. So it literally was the like the last day that uh, I'm in quarantine and basically the last day that technically I would, would, would have had COVID, my smell starts to come back. And so it's really on that last day that I actually get to, taste this stuff and i will say that um most most dark coffee somewhat has a chocolatey kind of dark chocolate taste and this one did it had a legit dark chocolate taste but there was a hint of toffee 
in mm. there. And I'm, I'm a toffee guy. I like toffee. So um, I could taste the toffee. It, it was, a, it was a decent, it was a decent cup of dark coffee. Uh, I dug it. Um, and um, I, I would get it again just because it has that, that it's got like a, it does have a toffee kind of mix in there with that dark, dark chocolate. And those are two things that I like a lot. I like dark chocolate. I like toffee. And uh, this is kind of the first dark blend that I've got that advertised kind of like a toffee taste. And I actually could taste it. So based on that, I'm like, I, I, I did, I dug it. It was smooth. It wasn't um, the reason why I like dark coffee is because it doesn't have the acidy taste. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes people will advertise for a dark coffee and they'll say it doesn't have an acid kind of bitter taste and it does um like starbucks starbucks their dark roast is because it's tastes like you want you, you want to know something <laughs> yes and this is true i have never and i'm not being punk rock on you i've never had a cup of starbucks coffee really you no. you are you are a blessed man my friend because i can't stand <laughs> i can't i can't stand starbucks everybody it's everybody raves about it or says something about it and um i can't stand it there's two starbucks in my town and um i'm like why would you go there like when there's like local coffee shops that's already here that are off the charts like mm-hmm. why would you go spend on some corporate garbage because it always tastes burnt to me anytime i go to starbucks that's and what I, it just tastes that's what, burnt. People, that's what people tell me yeah so it tastes like burnt coffee so brutality coffee they're dark roast starbucks here right yeah. above right above uh folgers yeah <laughs> brutality's above that so i dug it i did um you know it it wasn't my favorite dark roast it didn't blow me away i think what really got me was the toffee taste i was like they advertised it and they came through with it and so say toffee one more time toffee (laughs) (laughs) you speak english and toffee (laughs) there's there's toffee in my coffee (laughs) (laughs) so so you got something different won't you won't you tell us yeah brutality blood and bones uh medium (laughs) roast Notes of chocolate, red fruits, and citrus, smooth and clean with a good body. Uh, that's what the packaging reads. Okay. Um, I most definitely taste the red fruit notes. It is smooth at the first sip and then gives you a bite afterwards. It really lets you taste the flavor. It does. It's, it's, it's got some good flavor in it. It smells incredibly good as well. I made a pot at work and it seemed to make the day go way more productive. And usually when I'm reviewing coffees, I also give it to our printer and I ask our printer what he thinks. And he took a sip of it and I usually put him on the spot. So, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, you know what? It's better than Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, smells really good. (laughs) And, uh, the one thing though is they and i know they did this to you too they sent right. the bags that they sent us they sent us like super fine grind yeah. coffee and i am yeah. not a fan of that no Brown, neither am i really fine i'm just yeah. I can't get into it um and but we talked to them and they said they offer whole bean they offer whole a whole bunch of different kinds so right i, I wish they would have sent a whole bean because i like whole bean uh better because i like to grind mine kind of chunky more yeah um and this was you know 
This 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 is like pencil shavings, um, which some people like. So I understand why they do that. And they right. didn't know, and I didn't know to, you know, to ask to them. Ask, I should have yeah. been more clear. Right. So that's not on them. Uh, that was sort of a disappointment for me personally. I got over it because at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. And I am a huge fan of the packaging, the imagery, yeah. and is all around not a bad coffee at all. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend it to friends. It beats Dunkin' Donuts coffee any day. Uh, I hadn't had Dunkin' Donuts coffee in probably seven to eight years. And I had it about two months ago or whenever Christmas was now. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Three months ago, four months ago. Whatever. Because uh, I, I worked on Christmas Eve because we had to get these jobs done. Uh, we had some Me Without You shirts we had to print. We had some other shirts that we had to get done. So we came in on Christmas Eve and printed. And the place where they usually make the coffee, the roofing company that's next to it wasn't open. So we didn't have any way to make any coffee. So our, I always bring coffee from home though, but I was already drinking it. So I couldn't, you know, cause of COVID, I couldn't give it to our printer at all. So I said, Hey man, if you want to set up, I'll walk over to Dunkin' Donuts and get you some coffee. And he was like, yeah, dude, cool. So while he was setting up, I walked to Dunkin' Donuts, got us both a cup of coffee and which I, I never, have coffee there and um it's been a really long time and it was undrinkable man <laughs> i just yeah. did not like that stuff it was undrinkable yeah. and brutality would kick dunkin donuts coffee in a slap contest any day <laughs> yeah i think that's all I, think, I got to say about that well i think if if i order it again i'm definitely going to do the i'd have them do the whole bean and i would I don't know, because I, I like to do different grinds for the different ways I do coffee. Because I I wanted to do a pour over, I wanted to do, um, you know, yeah, and you can't do that with that fine of a right grind. So yeah, yeah, I would I would actually really like to try a whole bean version of that as well. Yeah, yeah, and grind it myself. Yeah, I'd be into that. Yeah, they were cool dudes too. They were too. They were really cool. I, I'm I'm excited that we had them on and let them talk about all the crazy stuff. Ambitious, doing. yes, very ambitious. So, so Mick and I, we're going to recommend that you at least try Brutality Coffee. Yeah, check them out. Check them out. Boom! Oh, boom! <laughs> Bazinga! What's up, everybody? Updated outro to February's episode. Um, some updates since we recorded this. The Coffee and Hardcore Mugs and Suicide Prevention Coffee through Oak Control is live today. Whoop, whoop. Right now, today, if you're listening to it, when this drops, Monday, February 22nd, the date this episode airs, <laughs> you can get the mug at Two Minute Miners Big Cartel. Mick's going to put a link. The mug is $8 plus shipping. You can also get Two kinds of coffee, okay? You can get the Void Coffee, Ooh. which is dark, which is yes. the one that Mick picked. It's one I okay? picked. Yes. You can get Road Crew, which is medium, which is the one that I picked, on Oak and Crow Online. And Mick is going to put both those links for you. So we can't mess it up, and you can't mess it up. You can buy coffee mugs through Two Minute Miner, $8 plus shipping, and a bag of coffee or two bags of coffee through Oak and Crow. I think that's 20, but that includes shipping. Right. And 
$5 goes to suicide prevention. That's right. So unfortunately, uh, Eddie Leeway of the old school hardcore band Leeway was diagnosed with cancer and, uh, he has a live GoFundMe that's happening right now where you can go and, 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 and check it out and, and help him out. But also that's the uh, open crow also. And, and, yeah. There's, uh, the, the Oak and Crow has his coffee that, that came out a couple weeks ago and that's going to help. If I'm not mistaken, those funds are going to him too. Yes. Right. So yes. you so, can go so pick up a bag of his and a bag of ours. Yeah. Pick up a bag of his, pick up a bag of ours and it's going to go to some good places and it's going to be awesome. So yeah. Uh, Eddie was supposed to be on next month's episode to push his coffee and his yeah. podcast, the Eddie Leeway podcast. Yet, with him finding out that he has stage 3 lung cancer, he has wisely decided to start chemo and spend time with his family and loved ones. Um, And Eddie, if you're listening, we know you can kick cancer's ass. Do it for all of us. The world needs your music, your creativity, and your light, my man. All right, so... Hey, uh, check out all those links. Uh, All this stuff is going to some good places. So check out those links and then check out all the links for the bands that we reviewed and the the coffee and all that. But we want to say thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, Thank you for listening to all these updates. Next month, I, that's right, I go on a rant. rant. It's a good rant, but I go on a rant about how I see the world. (laughs) It's a mixed rant. Uh, I talk about something that I've, pretty much never really let loose on anybody before i talk about it on this public forum i'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble now <laughs> uh i won't get labeled anything more than i already I got get labeled. so uh but we also get to talk to uh mark sylvester on the, the next episode oak and crow is helping his fire department raise some funds and so we're going to chat with him and we're also going to talk about the coffee that that they're dropping. Uh, Oak and Crow is doing a lot of cool stuff, and they're doing a lot of stuff to help the community around them. So we just want to say one more time, hey, thanks, Jacob. Thank you, Oak Jacob. And, thank you. And uh, until next time, until we bid time, you, my brother, we bid you adieu.